Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This episode of An Unexpected Podcast is brought to you by Devin O'Dell. Thank you. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, and a little village called Amanda. Mm hmm. Uh, this week, we'll be covering a journey in the dark as a part of our journey through Middle Earth. And as fate would allow, right, Ez, we're, we're about to journey in the dark, and it's shining bright outside. <laughs> it <laughs> is. The first time. I know. We have not paralleled a chapter. It's, I know. It's, uh, well, it's, my... it's unnerving, so maybe that's good. <clears throat> It's my fault. It's my fault. No, it's just... But it is weird, right? That some the, things are better left for the day. Yeah, you're, yeah, yeah actually, it's probably... This is... Yeah. Would we, would we want to have podcasted about this in the dark? I don't think so. I think something... I mean, you know, something might have happened. We may have right. delved too greedily and too deep. True. And something could have been awoken. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. And it's not just like a normal dark. I mean, it's... No. Dark, dark. You're right. You're right. Like it's Gandalf, supernatural dark. He actually, I mean, kind of... Like, even in this chapter, at one point, like, just a tidbit of light here, boys. Yep. You know, cast a little light up. All right, bring it right on back. Yeah, you doesn't know, it? Yeah, I, I think he and Gimli and maybe even a little bit of Frodo yeah. are the only ones that can see. Yeah. Suffocating. Yeah, yeah it's pretty crazy. Yikes. Pretty, pretty anyway. Wild. Yeah. So, um, you're back from vacation. I'm back. I'm back. Yes, we've both returned from distant journeys, and we're here, we're here to stay now. Yeah you, yeah, you don't have any more planned? You're not no. leaving me next week? No. We had a great time, though. Good. Uh the best part, obviously, we've we've always had fun when we go up there, but this was the most fun we've ever had going up to Canada, and we did fishing, and uh, like I said, I think I said before, Sarah's family has done this for like 40 years, same place, yeah. same trip, same same uh, you know uh, route to get there and everything, but this was Winnie's first time, so yeah. it was really cool. She is a, you know, everyone's like, you know, six months, how's she going to travel? And we were, you know, worried about it. We didn't know. Oh, for sure. But yeah. She was amazing, traveled so well, um, better than me. She was she was more patient than I was, <laughs> I and was. Uh, had a had a lot of fun up there. So yeah, but it's always good getting home. Um, but it was the first time I think I've ever been on a trip where I wasn't like aching to get home by day three. Yeah, normally day three I'm like I just want to go back <clears throat> to the Shire, and this time and I told Sarah I said apart from you know Arwen not being with us, our family was together. Yeah, and maybe yeah. that's part of it. It was like I was like when he's here. Yeah, 
what what else do I need? Yeah, that's you where home's at, so, right? Right. Well, yeah. I, it looked beautiful. The pictures it you was, sent me. You dude, sent me one picture. I, I could not believe the green, the greens and the blue. I was like, yeah. what? It's just, dude. And when you get up there too, I was trying to think. I was on the boat. It was the last night we were there. Um, everyone else was in sweatshirts and pants. Like my uh, my wife's grandpa and she were both like hooded up because it was really really cold. Really? Yeah. I was in rugby shorts and a t shirt. Yeah. And I was just soaking it up because yeah. I'd heard. I uh, had contact with mom. She said, you know, it's really hot back here at home. It feels terrible. It's gross. It was boiling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we're up there and it's, it was probably mid sixties on wow. the water. Wow. And and I remember I was like, man, I feel slightly cold. But then I was like, this sudden heat came into my heart and I was like, everyone at home is dying of heat. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be back in this 90 plus degree weather. And right now I'm in the cold. That yeah. It feels great. <laughs> That's awesome. But I was trying to think about what it compares to in terms of middle earth. And it's kind of like if an old forest met if there was a giant lake in the middle of old forest instead of the withy window that's what that area would be like i mean just super old thick dense forests yeah 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 um, well, and you're also up north right i mean yeah. so yep you know it may, it's cooler up there yep so, uh it got dark at like 11 o'clock at night that's gets crazy light at like four we saw um saw a wolf which was kind of cool yeah First okay. time we've ever seen a wolf up there, so that was pretty sweet on the way out. And wow, did you, did you actually some uh, loons? Saw some loons. Oh, really? Ah, oh, they're beautiful loons, and then they had little chicks on them too. They usually have like two at a time, and they're on their back. They're the most beautiful. Like their calls are haunting, but they are the most beautiful birds, man. Huh? Red eyes. Wow. Black with like stripes. That's gorgeous. Cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Really uh, did you actually catch any fish? Did you guys? We did. Yeah, we cut them up and you you. Yeah, we eat them there. Them we brought some home too, actually. Wow. So we'll have to give you some. Um, it's it's really good. Walleye is what okay. we're catching. It's delicious. Nice. Yeah. So back back from travels, man. That's glad awesome. to be here though. Glad to be with you. I missed you. I missed you too, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What have you been up to? Uh, well, guys, I actually had a little bit of a, a situation last a week. Kerfuffle. <laughs> yeah. So if I if I sound a little funny, I always sound a little funny, don't I? You we know, both do. a little weird. We're hobbits. Um, <clears throat> but I, I had like my face was like super swollen last week. You know, uh, I had got like, cut open. I got cut open. Yeah, on, on the left side of my <laughs> my face, and I've got like numbing solution in there and stuff. I had to um, I had to get like this little. It's kind of gross, but I had to get like this like um, like fluid removed off the side of my, you know. Um, Neck, neck slash jaw <laughs> it really hurt actually so uh i'm okay we're good uh i think but, the witch king just kind of missed your shoulder went up for the neck yeah really <sighs> so it just hurt i got some uh you know some some bruising or whatever there and stuff but uh we're all I good think pretty cool dude yeah so but battle. hey so while you were up there on vacation i was just like <laughs> chilling with my headgear on my Getting couch just open. watching the world cup you yeah. know <laughs> we're gonna try to miss this nerve so you can feel things the rest of your life but if we don't yeah, we yeah, did our best. Yeah, yeah, we did our best. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, fella. <laughs> oh, man. So, That's great. We got a lot to talk about today, though, don't we? We do. We got a yeah. lot to get into. Um, one quick update for the show. I actually just got off the phone on the way here uh, with Traxler. And um, so I, I would have had this ordered last week uh, while you were on vacation, but I was in headgear yep. and dealing with the whole, you know, uh, feeling whatever, get, recovering from the swelling. And I, so I talked to him. Place the order on Friday and uh, for the t-shirts yeah. and our other swag that we're going to yeah. do for, yeah. uh, for Patreon. Dude, we're getting, I think we're going to get a pretty high quality t-shirt. I can't wait for these tees. So, 
Yeah, I, I talked to him and I was like, look, like of everything you guys have ever done for me, I was like, this seems to be like the yeah. best. Yeah. And like, okay, so like they sent me like five different samples. You know, I looked at the different shirts. Oh, you've seen them? Yeah, when I even stopped in today. That's why I was Shut up, dude. Well, no, no, I haven't seen the actual like print. I saw the t-shirt itself because you wanted like a lighter gray. Yeah. And so they had that charcoal, the, the charcoal <sighs> heather, but I was yeah, like, yeah. like Lane wanted something a little lighter. And so they pulled out some, they went, they went deep. Yeah, and like pictures or anything. I'm dying. Yeah, I'm dying for these shirts, yeah. man. Oh my yeah. gosh! And so they, they look pretty cool. They're pre. I wanted something pre-shrunk, you know, yep. real nice. nice. And the, and the screen printing, it's just ten times better. It'll 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 last longer. So they're going to take Sweet. our logo, and their design team's going to kind of like, uh, yeah, just just do it up a little bit so that way it kind of looks like you know ingrained in the shirt type of thing. So oh my they're going to be good once they get it done. This first batch. Oh my god! Then I can just go back to them for future batches, and should should be no problem. So. Wow, so, guys, we have it's um, exciting. Yeah, we've also been talking about packaging. We've been looking at we've taken some inspiration from Swish and Flick. Yeah, yeah. right. They they yeah. do an awesome job of presentation, and yeah, we just hadn't really uh, thought we're like, how are we going to ship this stuff out? Shout out real quick to Megan and Katie because they do all of the you know, all of that good stuff for yeah. Swish and Flick, and uh, you know they kind of tip me off on some neat ways to ship you guys some stuff. Yeah, it's all in the packaging. I didn't realize it's that. all in the packaging, and I think we're going to actually um, we haven't talked to her yet, but we she, she knows that. Um, we would like her to make more stickers for us. We're going to talk to Katie Serva yeah, yeah. and see if she can make some stickers that we can throw on there and maybe even throw in those yep. um, uh, troll hordes or, or swag bags or whatever they're called. Yeah, yeah. I actually have uh, a couple of those, those Bill the Pony um, stickers. Remember, you were doing a count the other day? Yes. I have okay, perfect. So yeah. we're going to, and we'd like to. Sorry, guys, live business. Well, hello. <laughs> Welcome to the guts. We have some stuff that we've, you know, obviously she's made those two stickers, Bill the Pony and then also the Silent Fox. That yeah. we've bought and we've thought, hey, maybe we could throw a couple of those in too right. or, yeah. or whatever, support her art, and that way you guys get it too. And and other yeah. surprises that I don't want to yeah. mention on the podcast. Ezra's underwear. I want you. <laughs> I got the golden ticket. I got the golden ticket. Oh, God, could you imagine? Don't really want to sniff it. No, I don't. Me-undies. I got it. Ezra's undies. All right, here we go. So, anyways, enough of the quick counsel. Um, what is this again? What show are we on? Yeah, not sure anymore, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, you can Amazon check all TV that. Show, uh, right? Hop into the tier on patreon.com forward slash um, up talking Tolkien. Yep. You guys can get in there and get all that goodness. Okay. Um, dropping eaves, my friend. Yeah. Uh, yes. Let's get into it here. So um, show news, movie news. Yeah. Hasn't been a whole lot of, uh, um, what, do you, what do you call it? Groundbreaking uh, discoveries since the yeah, last time we okay. talked. Yeah. But, I, you know, math is not my strong subject. I started putting... Putting one putting one and two together there. Yes. Okay. And I was like, oh dude, you know what's coming up? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is Comic Con International in San Diego. Right. And I was like, if there's gonna be any big announcements, especially since the deal just closed, and then also with the Tolkien biopic, they're probably gonna wait until the biggest geek out celebration of of the year, which is at Comic Con in San Diego. Yeah. Which, hey, by the way, we should go to one of these years. Oh, I would love to. Can you imagine us being sitting there for a panel for the TV show? That'd be insane. Okay. That'd, that'd be insane. Like I just looked in the Palantir, peeking in the Palantir uh-huh. there, bud. So anyway, uh, we'll, we'll probably get a lot more, uh, many more nuggets to kind of jewels to you know uh, discuss over about the show and the and the biopic. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So really, nothing there. Again, no no more news on the on the biopic. Uh, you know, it's just. What if you just came out up? and said like. I heard the scrap in the show. <laughs> Would you? I just. Oh no! I, I, why, did I even, why did I even say that? I don't know. You. You just. If Can you, you imagine. Yeah, that would be terrible. 
Why did you? Why did you say that? <laughs> because you do it sometimes, and I was like, "Wait, just throws these curveballs throw out here." Ra- yeah, random things out. <laughs> now I'm, I'm slightly nervous. So, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> oh boy, as okay. knows nothing. I'm not in the know, so we're good. I, le- I leave all that uh, dropping stuff for that, right? Too, Jeez, if we were in the know. Lame. <laughs> uh, okay. Some bad news. Okay. Other other corners. Yes, we do have some. I was just pulling something up there real quick. Uh, excuse me. Um, so let me get switched over here. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we actually got a crazy Bywater Post V-mail. That's just what I'm pulling up. Uh, that was something I forgot to do before the show's before oh, we started fine. podcasting here. So I'm going to p- play yeah, it. While you're pulling that up then, you know, the, um, well, I don't know if you're going to talk about this or not, but the group, something special happened in the group. Did I mean, you? tons of stuff. What? Tons of stuff. We had our 200th. Yes, we um, did. Number. Shelby. Yeah, Shelby, Shelby is our 200th yeah. uh, upper to join the group. So that is that is really exciting. That just happened today. That happened today, yeah. Or so a I week thought, ago. Whatever, yeah. whenever you're listening to this. I mean, five hours ago, you posted it. So <laughs> I meant because it's, oh, I it's done you. in the past. You know, wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Ooh. Um, We're together today. So Yes, we are. So you know what? Actually sitting across from each other. Like, I am yeah, in the same yeah. room together. It's just sort of confusing here. I'm going to play this through my phone into the microphone because... Uh, Mr. Smith's here having some difficulties. Oh, you're good. You can just un- just go ahead and unplug it. You're fine. It's like, it's gonna make a little bit of noise, but who cares? Yeah, okay. we'll do that. Yeah, I mean, sh- I mean, listen, man. I you know I got this. I know I know how to do some magical stuff and post edit. Okay, which <laughs> this is will actually be cut out. <laughs> which is no, no, which is actually ironic that I because like most of the time I say that and you know then what? I just leave it in, <laughs> which I'm going to Let right now. Let me just go through and I'm gonna read the polls first. Um, okay. So. We have a couple pose, polls, a couple pose, polls to catch up on. Uh, the council was closed. We had our fellowship draft, draft of doom. Yeah, let me Guys, go ahead and read was, these results. This me, was sort of disappointing. Because, I'm kind of disappointed in a lot of you, to well, be honest. I'm not. I'll be honest with you guys. I, I had full faith. Here's the thing. Yeah. When, Lane, when, yeah. when you pick a good team, people yeah. know. Okay? It's it's all. Is, it's, that, is that how it goes? You know, there's, there's uh, I don't know. I think there's just a love affair going on with Ezra Kirk in this in this world, and yeah, I, I, I mean, mean, I clearly I voted for you too. I'm not mad. I'm about saying it. minus points for hubris because you voted voted for yourself as well. Some people say, did "Oh, I? it's confidence." Did it's I confidence. vote for yeah, myself? Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You little <laughs> yeah, charlatan. Because right. you know, when you're actually... up by 30 points in a poll, okay, hold on. You go ahead and you vote for the in other. In fairness, guy. I was worried because like the week before, everyone was killing me in the comments. They're like, "Yeah, you know, that's a good like, point." Oh, as is you should have been sweating. As is done. As is done. But I said round two. I had in the bag. I knew that I did. And you know where I think I sealed it? Um, sorry, I'm just going to be a little braggadocious here. You was with Faramir. Faramir and Boromir. Yeah. and I think that's actually, people were kind of like. Know, I think that that connection got a lot of attention, but I'm not really sure how well it would do in the actual. No, I do. I just think, you know, I think I had some pretty cool connections too. I, I, you, you know, I mean, you I think that. I'm we, not going to uh, take it. So, no, but actually, I, I, I did stop and think about that. And I was like, you know what? That would be pretty massive. If they could cool. kind of. Um, what's the word? Sort of uh, temper each other, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or I guess maybe Faramir really pulled Boromir more towards the light. That would be a pretty It'd be cool. It'd be a hard team to well. To and go also, up like, let's say let's say Boromir went out the same way, and, and Faramir, you know, had to see his brother go, you know, and like and like maybe Boromir makes that sacrifice, and, wow. and Faramir is a part of like helping the other hobbits get away. Yeah. Wow. You're talking about an emotional, you know, yeah, thing there. Anyways. Uh, the results are, so Team Wizards 68%, and Team New Zealand 
32%. I think we should read the comments, though, because okay, go ahead. I mean, there's some pretty good comments. Michael Upshaw, I mean, I know I love you, dude. He said, New Zealand all the way. Aragorn, Sam, Tom, and Radagast. They'll be melting rings all day. <laughs> I love Gua here, too. And I think the only better pick for the Beast of Burden would be the wolf. Mm. And then he um, uh, posted a gif of uh, or a, uh, a picture, a meme of, um, uh, I think it's Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. As the wolf, or Harvey Keitel, I don't know. I don't know the okay. reference, but I was like, yeah. "Cool, dude, the wolf." Yeah, that's pretty cool. Of Wall Street or something. I don't know. Nice, that's cool, Michael. You know, I'm having some technical difficulties here. You're fine. Um, Tish actually said, "Awesome picks, Ezra. Your fellowship is balanced in power, skill, and strength." I agree. Mm-hmm. And predictability. Um, oh, what? Ouch. I I said and in predictability. Okay, sure. But uh, the quest is going to be arduous, uh, but they're all going to make it, uh, freeing the Sutherlands from evil as they go. So, thank yeah. you, Tish. Appreciate that. So, yeah, I don't know. We've got um, another poll to go through as well. Oh, yeah. Um, in the depths of winter, which seemingly superpower would you rather have to get through the snow? Comparing the elf way versus the way of man versus a write-in, starting a fire from nothing, the wizard way. So, uh, you know, just thinking about the different ways they got through the snow, which I was fascinated by. I fixated on it. Yeah. Um, walking atop the snow got 85%. Plowing through the snow, 15%. I was one of the 15. I was too. Yeah. So why did you pick it? As? Well, I just think it's, I mean, kind of, I don't know. It's it's neat. Like, I, if, I, if I were there, I'd have been like, put it on my back. Put one of those hobbits on my back. I got this. I will plow. You know, I got a broad chest. Yeah. Let me just have I mean, at this snow. For me, I was like, I know how tired I get when I shovel snow on my sidewalk. <laughs> so I would love the feeling of being able to just push it through and, and then and then they go back and they carry the hobbits through. Yeah. I mean yeah. they were tired, but not really. Well, it's just an Cre- incredible strength. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to experience that. So So we had some comments that sort of went along with that as well. Christopher Michael said of the two options, walking on top of it. But the ability to just melt the crap out of my way is definitely higher on the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Susie Milhouse says, I agree. Uh, walking on top would be great, but conjuring fire out of nothing would definitely <laughs> be my top pick. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Tish Monson, after the massive snowstorms we got last winter, I would like to plow through without tiring and thus making a path for others. Mm-hmm. Kindness along the way, too. I like that. James West, the wizard way for sure. There you go, James. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Jeremy Price, I'd love to seriously lay... I'd, I'd have to seriously lay off my dwarven diet if I were to even attempt to walk <laughs> on top of the snow, but that's my pick. So uh, kind of cool to imagine one of those yeah, powers. That's pretty cool. So, um, yeah. So, okay. Uh, finally got it dug out of the I'm talking about snow. I think it was buried in some snow in the Bywater post. I'm sorry. So anyway, like I said at the beginning of, you know, keeping this episode short, right <laughs> uh, at the beginning of other corners here, we got a really strange, uh, voicemail. That we yeah. wanted to share. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. As maybe this is where the kind of real life is paralleling uh, uh, the chapter. Well, yeah. should we just go ahead and listen to it? Yeah, let's go. Let's, let's just go it. ahead and play. Yeah, yep, yeah, sure. Too risky, too risky. Fools, they stole it from us. Kill them, kill them, kill them both. Quiet. Mustn't rot them. Mustn't ruin it now. But they knows. They knows. They suspects us. What's it saying, my precious, my love? Is Smeagol losing his nerve? No. Not. Never. 
Smitherheads? Nasty hobbitses. Smither wants to see them dead. And we will. Smither did it once. He'll then do it again. It's ours. Ours. We must get the precious. We must get it back. Patience. Patience, my love. First, we must lead them to her. We lead them to the finding stars. Yes, the stars. And then, up, 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 up the stairs we go. Then we'll come to the tunnel. And when we go in, there's no coming out. She's always hungry. She always needs to feed. She must eat. Oh, she gets as further oxes. They don't taste very nice, does they, precious? No, not very nice at all, my love. She hungers for sweeter meats, hobbit meat, and when she throws away the bones and empty clothes, then we will find it and take it from me. For us! Yes, yes, we meant, we meant for us. Garden, Garden! The precious will be ours once the Herbertses are dead. So you can imagine kind of our, uh, mm. that, that was not a clip from the film, that was in our voicemail. So, yeah, I guess Gollum kind of sharing his Tolkien story in a way. Um, yeah. So yeah, stay th- tuned for more yeah. on that. There's actually more at to, the end, yeah, more to that, uh, story that will be shared in Bywater post. Yeah. My so, goodness. Kind of unsettling. I don't know how he got our number, but yeah, for real. <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> okay. um, real quick, uh, one more thing in, in other, cur- other kernels of Mid- Arf, other corners of middle earth. Um, we have something to kind of share. So, uh, one of these, we have several goals for our book club that yeah. we've set out yeah. and we've discussed over the past seven months now. Holy cow, yeah. dude. Yeah. Um, this was one that, um, as an, I kind of spitballed way back in like what, February or March was it even before that. God, it might've been before that. It might it was right around the beginning of all of this. It was, wasn't you, it? You had the idea. Um, from well, the we, we, it was just a spark and then we kind of well, talked we about, about it. Important dates and mm-hmm. stuff. You yes. Know? Yes, we were. So. Um, so anyway, we've, okay. September 22nd is on a Saturday this year, right? It's a very important day. It, it's Bilbo and Frodo's birthday. It's our main characters. And this whole story kind of revolves around that date in a way. It's a special day. Yeah. So uh, we thought um, it'd be kind of cool to celebrate that day. Yeah. Kind of cool to have a little party. Right. Uh, right. One of these goals we had is eventually someday we'd love to have a Lord of the Rings event. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. We would. Lord of the Rings event. There's, you know, there's uh, medieval renaissance fairs. There's comic cons. There's all these things that dance around like a, a Lord of the Rings day. But at least in our part of uh, the world, in our part of the country, there is no Middle Earth celebration specific yeah. for Tolkien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we are going to start our own. We are holding uh, a long expected party this September 22nd, uh, which is a Saturday. We're going to start it at two. Uh, we were kind of going back and forth on how we should do this. Like, we're going to keep it low-key. It's mm-hmm. going to be a very right. simple party. It's being held right here in the, the Shire of America, yeah. a little village called Amanda. 
<laughs> in a backyard of yeah. bag end. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And um, so it's not going to be anything extravagant to start off. It's going to be small and simple. We actually debated on whether we should even kind of talk about it right. in, the, in the book club or whether we should just, because we're going to do some things that we'll record and, and, and play yeah, for sure. on the book club and uh, the podcast. And we were like, should we, you know, just, should we tell our friends about it then? Or should we tell them about it before? So anyway, we've got a, an invitation list of, of people that are close by that are our friends that we know, uh, that, that we knew before the book club. Mm-hmm. But we also wanted to say, if you're in the area, if you're within driving distance yeah. and you'd like to come, you are invited. Yeah. So um, <laughs> maybe what you could do is if you plan on, if, if you're free that day and you live in Pennsylvania, live in Ohio, live in Illinois, whatever, Michigan, and you want to uh, come out and join in a long expected party. Yeah. Uh, share your Tolkien story in person. Um, have some, uh, we're, I think we're going to be having uh, afternoon tea, dinner, and supper. We're going to be having a potato, a potato. competition. Yeah. <laughs> competition for your favorite potato dish yep. uh, that we will, we and a special guest yep. uh, will will judge. Yep. Um, there will be a, an interactive uh, special guest there who yep. will be very exciting. I'm not even going to announce that yet, but that'll be pretty cool. We'll have some music. We'll have some some Middle Earth uh, riddles that we'll share, kind of yeah. like a trivia type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? We'll have golf and ball. We'll have uh, some some uh, yeah, people, farmer maggots crop toss, which is yeah. You know. Well, I mean, and you can come dressed up. People can. Yeah, that's right. Whatever you want, costumes. You know, yeah. As much if you know if you just want to wear a, a Lord t-shirt. of the Rings t-shirt, that's fine too. You know. Want to bring your cape and your your staff? That's yeah. cool too. Yeah. So I just think it's it's pretty neat, and it is starting off just here in your backyard, mm-hmm. and then if it grows. That's the hope, isn't it? That's the hope. We find a, a nice big tree in a field, <laughs> and uh, we we throw up some some lights and yep. and have a little you know bash. Yep. So, so yeah. So anyway, um, here's what you could do if if you're interested in coming, and it'd be great to have some some heads up so we can plan for you. Yeah. Shoot us a, an email. Yeah. Or Just a message. Know. And honestly, if you're coming from far away too, that's fine. There's uh, um, we always talk about Amanda actually. T- Honestly, directly across from from Lane's place yeah, yeah, a, is is a bed and bed breakfast, breakfast. <laughs> right across the street. I mean, literally, where you see as park his car sometimes, yeah. uh, directly across the way yeah, is a beautiful yep. you know, little, little bread and uh, bed and breakfast. And uh, there's places in Lancaster which is less than ten minutes away. Yeah, you know. So yep. um, if you wanted to stay and then come over and hang out for the day, and if you did make that effort, um, you know, it's it's on a Saturday, but we could we talked about going out for brunch on. On we, Sunday, we talked about having we, we talked about having drinks Friday. Yeah, uh, having the, the, the party on Saturday, Saturday and then brunch on, yeah. on Sunday too. So if you do come from out of town, from far away, and, you, and you'll be staying staying the night, we'll yeah, we'll be sure to yeah get together and, and yeah. make it worthwhile yeah. for sure. So, yeah. So anyway, exciting and and kind of humble beginnings, but our hope is that eventually, you know, maybe there'll be a Middle Earth convention right here in Ohio. Yeah. And, and I will say, if you can't make it, um, I have a couple really nice uh, cameras, tripods. I'm going to set up in two corners of the backyard. Yep. And I'm just going to vlog the whole thing. Yep. Um, have some mics. People can come up and tell their stories. We'll, we'll create like a highlight reel, won't we? Yeah, the yeah. So yeah. There, if you want, if you're if you're worried about not, you can't make it or whatever. No big deal. Yeah. We're going to post it on our Facebook and on our YouTube page, and uh, kind of go from there. Yeah. So. Very exciting. Okay, so I think that wraps it up. Uh, mm-hmm. A yeah. lot, a lot there. Sorry about that, but no, we're some good, good stuff to share. So yeah. good to get through. Yeah. All right. So let's dive into the reread uh, this week. As I said, we're talking yeah. about um, this is we're in book two, chapter four, a journey in the dark. Yeah. And uh, last week we had a couple, you know, since uh, Lane was on vacation, we kind of recorded those earlier. Uh, we have a, a comment from Christopher Michael from the Council of Elrond Part Two. We wanted to kind of talk yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've also got a comment for uh, the Ring Goes South. Uh, Christopher just said, you know, to be fair, Saruman 
uh, for a minute back when he was telling them um, the ring was either lost in the ocean or destroyed. Um, he was already hooked by it and trying to find it. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, it is important to remember. Yeah, yeah he it was, is. You know, part of the reason his betrayal, because I think someone asked the question, you know, when did his betrayal start? Yeah. You know, and yeah, it, that's right. It had started, you know, back long, then yeah, a long, yeah, long, long time before. Ago. Yeah. And probably probably the reason he was downplaying it was because he himself was searching for it. Yeah. Right. And, yep. and, and wanting to obtain that. So any any. uh yeah, any way he could discredit that threat would be good for him. Yeah, one more thing, too, that Christopher brought up. He had a really good um, uh, piece on, I don't have it in front of me, but uh, on Glorfindel and his return. Yeah, yeah that's right. Know, he did. Yeah, really good. Kind of his so, history. Yeah, yeah if, you can, if you go take a look at that, uh, just some, some artwork and then some some verbiage there. But I thought it actually really kind of told Glorfindel's tale mm-hmm. pretty well. And just go look up on, on Tolkien Gateway. You can learn a lot more yeah. about him. Uh, we're going to be covering that in our Histories yeah. series on Patreon yeah. soon, too. So, yeah. uh, Okay, the ring goes south. Um, Luca? Yeah, Lucas says, I was seriously surprised that in the book, no oath uh, was made by the members of the Fellowship. In the movie, it looks like they are super confident to go with Frodo, sword, bow, axe, I'll do anything for you, bromance stuff. <laughs> Very true. And in the books, it turns out, well, they didn't really uh, m- you know, mean to go with Frodo all the way. Only Frodo must take the ring. The others are like, well, they go until the mountains, maybe a little further. Aragorn and Boromir cuts mm-hmm. to Gondor. It's strange. It, it is, and it, it is a huge difference from from the movie. Um, again, I think maybe just to, because the film had to be a lot quicker, uh, had to set a different tone that way. It's interesting. The extended edition, though, Elrond does say, "On you who go with the ring bearer, no oath nor bond is laid to go further than you will." Actually, yeah. I was just watching that today, yeah. and it's an interesting little addition they made that kind of acknowledges that fact. I think. Um, and right, sort of right. like a book nod, nod to the book there, um, but yeah, it's it's this thing like it's Frodo's task. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not their task. It's they're there to help. And you're right. It is kind of like Aragorn and and doesn't that make it that much more like epic? That, it does. That, that it's that really it is Frodo's task. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, some people and I think maybe Luca might be kind of hinting at that. Does it lessen the fellowship now? Sure, sure. I mean, it can in a way, but. It, because in the movies it is real strong, you know. Yeah. It's this this I this I, instant. I'm yeah, with you. I'm with you. Yeah. You have my axe, my bow, all that good yeah. stuff, my sword. Um, and in this, it's it's you learn that that really Aragorn is going. He's this is what he's been prepping for. Yeah. his whole life. He's going to go back to Gondor and lead right. you know men to victory. Right. Um, he's going to go with Boromir. Yep. So um, I almost think it makes it stronger or or more more moving because they don't have to stick around. And yeah. you look at what happens, and, and they, yeah. Aragorn still does go to Gondor, but it's in a it's in a less direct way, yeah. right? They're more, and by the end, they're more bound to the fellowship, and 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 that desire to help each other, and that becomes their their motivation. Yeah, you know what like, I mean? It's almost like it it, it does it does uh, break, but there are like chords of it that go that continue on. Well, strands. yeah, and and I, I love I love how Elrond sometimes will mention that you know even he can't see. Mm-hmm. All the things that may need to happen, yeah, you know, um, because you know they decide to take um, Pippin and Mary, yeah, over Elrond. I mean, Elrond was considering two other people from his house, yeah. so it's sort of, it's sort of like they really there's no guarantee here, right? They got to throw this together, and, and Gandalf wants to trust in their friendship, yeah. And truly, it is the friendship between it is. Sam and Frodo that really gets us all the way there. It is, and even if you um, think about the the um, yeah, when you think about Mary and Pippin. And then being taken, yeah, that directs the course of the three, yes, as well. It does. And That draws in another factor in Rohan, 
down the road. Yeah. And yeah. maybe that, I mean, that maybe was under they, the, yeah, it was under control of, of Saruman. Maybe that would have been lost. Yeah, exactly. I don't you know, they, it's just, it's a ripple effect, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's just kind of neat. That's why it's fun to go back and as we have in the group, speculate on what yeah. thi- how, it would, how things would have been different, you yeah, know? Amazing. Um, so very realistic that way. Very yeah. realistic. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, okay. Um, so let's go, I'm going to, I'll jump into the recap yeah. here. The ring goes south. Basically, uh, after the council meeting, the hobbits, this is from, uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary and Pippin are a little offended. Sam gets chosen, you know, uh, it is what it is. They, they remained in Rivendell for two months. Um, this is a decent sized chapter there. They got to scout the way, yeah. um, we find out that Gandalf and Aragorn have had like a back and forth yeah. discussion on, you know, which way should we, should we take, mm-hmm. yep. you know? And uh, they try to go over uh, uh, Caradhras, and it just doesn't work out. The mountains yeah. against them, yep. you know, and uh, they, they have to choose a different a different path. So um, they they're in the it's uh, what is it uh, Holland? They're in Holland, yes. right? Yep. So, yep. so they're in the ruins there of Holland, and um, the spies. They had some spies. Yeah. They had some yeah. They had to you know evade um, those. Yeah, the crabine. Yeah, Dunland. Yep. Yeah, yep, the crows. So, yeah, um, but then yeah, they they. Um, once they're turned back and they make their way through the snow, they kind of set up camp and they have to decide on a different path. Yeah. You know, and so we we get picked up feeling very defeated, uh, already, you know, we, we just started on this journey and already it feels like our, our paths are very limited. Right. I I don't know if they, I mean, they really are, aren't they? Because I mean, you know, it's like, they they talk about the two, like the two options and there's really not two options here. Yeah. They really have one choice. Yeah. They have one choice. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um, You mean when we start this chapter? Yes. Going back and going forward. Yeah. yeah, and is going back then. really an option? No, it's it's, it's to admit, not. It's to admit right. failure, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and so they they kind of play it up as as well. We could do this. We could go back to Rivendell, or we could continue on in this place that I thought maybe we'd have to go anyway. Gandalf yeah. kind of saying, but yeah. really, it's like going back ain't a choice, man. No, it's not. That's that's defeat. That is that is raising the white flag. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things I love about this, it just hit me, is that uh, when Lane and I do this. We don't talk about the chapter before with no, each other uh-uh. at all, no. <laughs> so it's always kind of neat. It's to, invigorating, isn't it? I mean, yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's great. That's yeah. why. That's why I love it. Um, so, and then you want to summarize just real quick this chapter? I mean, um, yeah, yeah. So you know, there's a short council, and, and uh, Gandalf pretty much says, "Hey, uh, to the fellowship, we, we got to go through the mines of Moria." Yeah. Um, so they have some trouble finding the uh, finding the gates of Moria. The, the 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 geography has changed a little bit since Gandalf yeah. has been there last. Good call. Um, but eventually, they do find it. Um, only to be stumped again. It seems like this this chapter they they go they're stumped. That's right. They go they're stumped. And really, who we see developing here as a character is Gandalf. Mm-hmm. We're seeing mm-hmm. a challenge overcome. About time a challenge <laughs> overcome. He's back finally. But but he's this a wandering is, wizard. But as we know, this is where you need that. This is his, his. This is his time. His great trials. This is his moment. Right. Exactly. Okay. So and it's it's exciting because we know what's coming. If you've seen the film and 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 you know rereading the book, we know what's ahead. But this is just this building up to this of, you know, and it's it's Gandalf. It's not on yeah. Frodo. It's yeah. not on Aragorn. Aragorn right. has to sit back and say, you know, hey, it's all right. This guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's Gandalf. Yep. Um. So anyway, they they get to the gate. Um. Get in in the nick of time, only to evade a a, a strange presence in the water. In the in the films, it's called the Watcher. Uh, in this chapter, it's just, I don't, I don't know what it was. Gandalf didn't even know. Um, so yeah. they, they make their way into the mines. And again, it's this labyrinth. Um, you know, do we go up? Do we go down? Do mm-hmm. we go straight ahead? Yep. But uh, Gandalf is able to uh, pull from memory and also use the senses to get them in the right direction. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, really cool development here for Gimli in this chapter as well, as Gimli is, you know, these are his people. Um, yeah, it's kind of neat you have him come forward, right? Yeah, yeah he, he even talks about physically, he steps up. Yeah, That's you're right. right. Yeah. It was Aragorn before, and now yeah. it's Gimli up to the forefront. Right. And later on, we'll have the same thing, actually. So someone yeah. else will step forward and so on. Yeah, so, yeah it's a good, I didn't even think about that. Great point. Um, and then we end up in a, in a very kind of sad state of realizing that, you know, we had hoped beyond hope maybe that we would find some dwarves in, yeah. in uh, Moria, but uh, at the end of the chapter, we realize that uh, that will not be, or we, yeah, I guess case. it's kind of detailed in the next chapter, but that won't be so. Yep. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. So let's dive into it. We've, we've actually yeah. broken it down into what, 10 or 11? Because <laughs> uh, you're right. It is a long chapter. It's a long, it's a long chapter. It's easy to read though, isn't it? Yeah. It yeah, doesn't yeah. feel like a longer chapter. No. And that's why we decided to do it all in, in, in one, one take here, yeah. one episode. But, yeah. um, but there's, but there's quite a bit. So as you mentioned, we're going to start with, um, uh, so we'll go over the council session, wolf attack. We've got uh, finding the gate, speak friend and enter. Yeah. The watcher attack um, into Moria. Go- we say Gollum's footsteps. Right. You know, are they? Are right? they? Hmm. Uh, a place of no memory. Um, what's that hall called? Uh, oh, uh, Dwerodelf. 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 Yeah. Cool. Uh, I think. Yeah, turret, uh, I'm going based on hearing Gandalf in the films. Okay, good. The great realm, whelm. <laughs> the yeah. great realm of Dwarf. Okay, you know that British accent. Yes. I yeah, just yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gimli gives us a little hi- uh, history, um, and then Balin's tomb. Yeah. Okay. So back Excellent. to the um, this little council session that they have. It's pretty quick. They it is just kind of go back and forth and talk about that. Uh, as you as you already said. It you know we need to um, take a pick a different path. Right. Uh, we can't go back, Fro- Frodo. Uh, it, actually, the hobbits like look kind of. Uh, they're excited. At yeah. The thought of going back. Right? right. They're like what? They, like their ears perk up. Like, yeah. We're going back. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, but no. But they, uh, Frodo knows in his heart that that they can't do that. Um, it That's would right. be it would it would mean defeat. Yep. So to go forward would be a way that you know if Strider Aragorn is not interested in this way it seems ominous mm-hmm. you know the hobbits have got to be shaken yeah you know a little bit like it, where are we heading yeah here? these guys are nervous about this yeah they are the, uh, uh sam even talks about his heart being in his toes i think uh coming up here he's he and he and pippin especially are very very worried about about uh journeying into the dark of moria because it says even in um even to the hobbits it was uh, a legend of vague fear yeah the minds of moria <laughs> well okay the minds of Moria. You're right, yeah. and, and so right before that, Mary, Mary actually says, um, "If it's a worse road yeah. than the Red Horn Gate, then it must be evil indeed." Right. You know. Yeah. If it's worse than what we've just been through, yeah. are you kidding me? Because Gandalf talks about, doesn't he say, you know, it's, uh, oh gosh, he says, you know, from the very beginning, I thought, uh, you know, when I when first considered this journey, that we should try this way, but it's yeah. not pleasant, right? Uh, and I have not spoken of it to the company before. Except for Aragorn, that's what this debate was about. Yeah, you know, do we take the Redhorn Pass or the gate? You know, the Pass of uh, Caradhras, or do we, you know, go through Moria? And that's what they were going back and forth about. Gandalf wanting to go through Moria, Aragorn yep. being reluctant and tr- wanting well, to try that mountain pass. And, and another option is brought up by Boromir, which is just to go south, straight right. south, right? Instead of cutting across the mountain path and, and going under the mountains, yes, they said they couldn't go over, they couldn't go through. Yep. Uh, so they want to go under. He's like, why? Why go? You know, why not just go straight down south and around? Yep. He says, "Gap Rohan." Yeah. And then he also says, uh, "Cross the Eisen into Langstrand and Lebanon." Right. Right. Yeah. And, and what does Gandalf say? He has a great point there. 
Yeah, things have changed yeah. since you came north. Right. And he yeah. even says, you know, um, you know, when you travel that road coming to Rivendell, you were one southern That's right. Yep. Um, what does he say? Stranger or or um, mm-hmm. uh, traveler. Just one person. Know. Right, yeah. yeah. So you weren't of concern, but now he says, you know, the enemy, Sauron, is is watching those ways very carefully, uh, for any kind of movement. And he even says, you know, to take that really far southern pass, he said it would be harborless. Um, and there wouldn't be anything there. Well, he, Bormir even wants them to possibly cut through, as you said, across Rohan and, and closer to the sea. Yeah. And come down by the sea. Yeah. And, and land that, that, as you said, that was possibly uninhabited. Right. And, and barren. But right. they, they talk that. Gandalf says that there would be no refuge there. Yeah. yeah. As well as there being no place to, to um, you know, stay along the way. No, no, I guess, group of people that could aid them. Yep. It'd also be open to. To attack. Get screwed. Uh, yeah. And, and maybe they don't know you know, what, what would be in that land. Right, Perhaps sure. it's been occupied by the enemy and things, exactly. you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but not uh, a sure thing. Well, and they're open to the, the spies, you know, and yeah. so as soon as they're spied there, they're vulnerable. They're out in the open. Yep. Can they get help from, from Rohan? They don't right. even know that, they don't. you know, yet. So, so again, all these other options that, that people are bringing up, uh, they're just being shut down as they're not, they're not really, um, they're not really realistic. They're not, they're not, the, the the wisest choice and so Gandalf is kind of kind of guiding them through this through his thinking yeah you know they're they're bringing up these questions like well what if we take this what if we do this and he's like you know what I've already thought about yeah, this guys. right I've you know I've been that's <laughs> sorry but I'm been a talking wizard. about it right all right yeah so um, well he makes a real good point here with with Boromir about um they're, they're talking about oh just how evil Moria is and yeah. he almost compares it to um like what Mordor. could yeah, Mordor yeah. And Gain- Moria is black, right? Yeah, and and Gandalf kind of like is offended by yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, yep. he's like, he's like, hold on a second. I've actually been, you know, in, um, in the dungeons of of, of Dol Guldur, right, right, which is the lesser fortress. And he says, I'm the only one amongst us who's uh-huh. you know experienced that, right. And I've been to Moria, so I can compare both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's cool to see Gandalf kind of. I think a lot of times we see Gandalf compromising and and. Um, uh, you know, I mean, sort of, sort of being like that. Uh, crap, what's it called? Uh, mediator in a way. And here he's kind of saying, like, "Listen, guys, I know yeah. what I'm talking about. I'm Gandalf. Yeah, I've I've been here. I've done this. Just you really got to trust me on this point, right? Well, yeah. and actually, this is where you get coming some some of that connection to what we see that Peter Jackson did in The Hobbit. Yes, um, which is bringing in Dogodor yes. and you know um, the Necromancer and all that good stuff. And yeah, uh, who's who's he run across there in the prison and the dungeons? He runs a Thrain. Is it Thrain? Yeah, that he runs across there. Yeah, get, you got Thor, Thor, Thrain, and Thorin. Thorin. Yeah. So it's yeah. I think I think he runs across uh, Thorin's dad. Is that Thorne's who that dad. is? Yeah, his okay. father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ends up getting the Sorry, keys guys. and stuff. Yeah, my Hobbit, uh, my Hobbit knowledge is a little fuzzy there, but yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that's that's who it is. And yeah, and so um, you know, anyways, just kind of interesting connection. You know, it's right. It there. happens in the Lord of the Rings. I've yeah. had I've had other friends uh, ask me, you know, where was any of that in Hobbit? And right. It's like actually they pulled it from you know some so of the history. Gandalf is gone. Yeah. Yes. And they made connections here through Lord. You got it. As it was, um, I, I sought there long for Thrain, son of Thror, after he I got was it. lost. Yep, I passed through and I came out again alive. And then we also get this nugget. I had totally forgotten about this. Aragorn mm-hmm. says, "I too once passed the Dimmerall Gate." Yeah, yeah. And I thought about the show when, when, when I did I, too. When I read well, this. every time we hear history of Aragorn, now yeah. I'm like, "Yep, yeah, bingo." There, yeah. there you go. That's an episode. <laughs> that's that's a two parter. Uh, but though I also came out again. The memory is very evil, and I do not wish to enter Moria a second time. Yeah. What yeah. happened there? What are the details? And we see now why maybe 
you know, Gandalf didn't sound like it was such a hard time for him going through Moria. It wasn't as big of a deal. Yeah. Aragorn, it was. So you're starting to see the logic between Aragorn saying, don't want to go that way. Well, and, and look how powerful. Saying, yeah, sure. Gandalf is. Yeah. Uh, not a big deal. And then you've got Aragorn. Pretty, pretty boss, but not as powerful as Gandalf sure. saying. Different way. Uh, it's a little harder. Yeah. Can you imagine if someone else lesser than Aragorn tried to travel through? Sure. You, so you see you go this hierarchy, you kind of, as yeah. you move down, it's like, this might not be good for the hobbits or, right. you know, for, for um, you know, lesser men. Right. So. And I guess, too, it's also this thing, you know, this, it's, we're getting this, um, this message that this is a quest for, for men. This is a chance for men to take back Middle Earth. Yeah. And what we're and, and, and Aragorn has kind of been a huge leader so far. Yeah. And this is a chance for us to to really realize, you know, if, if Aragorn is, is the king of men, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to see Gandalf, you know, for him to yield to Gandalf is a big deal. And yeah. it's just it's just another chance, like we said, how this chapter just illuminates Gandalf. It's another chance for us to see, wow, Gandalf yeah. is this. I mean, we knew he was before, but I mean, check this out. It's incredible. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. One more quick little nugget that I thought, because I always like to make the connections to the I love Hob, the Hobbit's my favorite. Yeah. Book, so I, I love it. But the the reference to the Battle of Battle of Five Armies yeah. was was cool, I yeah. thought, actually. It, because they talk about is there hope? Yeah. You know, uh Gandalf says, I wouldn't take us in here if I didn't think there was any hope. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. If he thought that it was completely infested, you know, with orcs and what have you in here, and like active, active like it was yeah. back before uh the battle. Of, of, of the five yeah. armies, right? Yeah. He knows that since that battle, they've been scattered. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they are maybe possibly massing elsewhere, but right mm-hmm. now they're scattered and then, yeah. and it seems like, um, you know, it should be, there is hope in secrecy yeah. and this huge city, you know, of, of Moria under, under the mountain, we can, we can maybe yeah. get through. So, yeah. Uh, interesting here though, that, um, so you're talking about how, uh, Gandalf is making a point of kind of disbanding those fears. Like, you know, the orcs, might not be as populated. Um, you know, there may yet be dwarves alive there. Balin, you know, went to seek uh, a way to reclaim Moria, and it's Aragorn who steps here and says, "You know, I, I will." We have, um, you know, Gimli saying, "I'll go." Aragorn says, "I will." He says it heavily, and he says, uh, "You know, you followed my lead almost to disaster in the snow, and have said no word of blame. I will follow your lead now, um, if this last warning does not move you." He yeah. says, "It is not of the ring." nor of us others that I am thinking now, but of you, Gandalf. And I say to you, if you pass the doors of Moria, beware. Man. So a little, little vision the there. Here's the thing. I, I, fully, when I, I actually truly believe, though, they had a conversation back in Rivendell. Sure. And, mm-hmm. and Aragorn's first, when his last you know, pass through of, of Moria, he knows mm-hmm. what's possibly there or what is there. Mm-hmm. And he, I, I, he full out warns Gandalf before it goes. And Gandalf says, got it. In the back, yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it. And this don't is worry him. about me, right? Right. And and you know, is this is this foresight of Aragorn knowing you know that Gandalf, you've got a challenge to face yet, and Gandalf being aware of that too, but just saying, I'm yeah. not afraid of this other stuff. The ring doesn't concern me. You know, the, the powers, you know, the, the orcs right. and all this stuff. It doesn't bother me. It's it's not our safety. I'm worried about. It's you, man. Right. And don't you feel like I mean, because right here, he's not telling the rest of the company what may be because right. they may not come across it. There's right. no need. Right. But. He did have a conversation prior with Gandalf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. So, uh, about this. So, all right, let's see. Wow. Now, uh, that kind of ends the little council there because the, all of a sudden, the wind starts to howl. Man. Some howling in the wind. Some howling in the wind. The wind howls or the the the, the howling of... There's howling in the wind. Something. Something right? like that. So, uh, yeah. So we, so, we have wolves, right? Yeah. You know? 
the, the, the wargs have come west of the mountains. Yeah. And uh, they jump up and, and they're, it's time to get the heck out of there. Yeah. Get a move on. I think they were going to rest. They were. Um, they had planned on it. They were just settling down. They were going to rest there. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, they have some commentary here. They're like, uh, um, what do they say? Uh, some of these lines are hilarious, dude. They're talking about how they're, you know, like 15, 20 miles away, <laughs> you know, so they can't just hurry up and get to where they're going. Um, uh, Boromir says, you know, they'll let us uh, start as soon as there's light tomorrow. If we can, the wolf that one hears is worse than the orc that one fears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you've got uh, Aragorn coming back with another one-liner. You got that Yeah, as? true. He says, uh, uh, but where the warg howls, um, there also the orc prowls. Sounds like, um, a, that sounds like, a, like a podcast. Yeah. Uh, it, a couple, couple podcast names almost. I it mean, does, I don't know, actually. But Those are actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's almost like that was like a saying. You know, for them, right? It might have been a saying around that time. You it know? may have been. It, it may have been. So yeah. Uh, so anyway, there's this new threat that's kind of surprised them and taken them off, off guard here. Uh, so yeah, that yeah, howling kind is of kind unsettling. Of, it's freeze. Wow. I do. Frightening. <laughs> that's a, that is frightening. Oh my god, dude. That's a good one. I mean, can you imagine? They're they're they they just got out of a of a you know, they were. They were driven away, yeah, and now they're yeah. being hunted. Well, and don't they talk at times? I know they did in the last chapter about how quiet things were. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so, you know, it Almost was actually... too quiet. Too quiet. It was eerie. Their laughter and stuff was, was, was kind of a problem. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, that's, that's interesting. So, so for their... Um, let's see. There's just a lot of cool lines there. Um, oh, Pippin has Pippin, some good yeah. lines, yeah. Wish I would have taken Elrond's advice. I am no good after after all. There's not enough of the breed of ben, uh, uh, Bandabris... The bull roar in me. Uh, these howls freeze my blood. I don't even remember feeling so wretched. <laughs> don't ever remember. Right. And then Sam says, uh, my heart's right down on my toes, but we aren't etting yet, and there are some stout folk here with us. Whatever may be in store for old Gandalf, I'll wager, wager it isn't a wolf's belly. Right, I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. he's not going to, you know, the you know, wolf's not going to put him down. He's, and it, you know. Again, we're building Gandalf up here. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, we're, we're, this is going to be, you know, treacherous, but, but we'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they kind of climb on top of this hill. Right, as right, yeah, they do. They 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 say you know f- to 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 survive this night, we got to take a, a defensive point. So they go up on this this hill. Um, uh, they get a little under, fire going. Yep, and and there's there's some scrub and some trees and also some boulders that kind of encircle it. So there's some defense there as well. Yeah, they light a fire. They're like you know people are going to know we're here anyway. So yeah. uh, you know we're being hunted by wolves. So we'll risk the fire for sure. Right, um, right, right. Yeah, um, and then. Let me see here. Oh, actually, so at one point, Gandalf kind of stands up. He strides forward, uh, holding his staff aloft. He says, uh, yeah. listen, Hound of Sauron, yeah. he cried. Gandalf is here. Fly, if you value your foul skin. Um, so that more of, of building him up, right? Yeah. Um, I will shrivel you from tail to snout yeah. if you come within this ring. Yeah, because yeah. they start seeing these peering eyes. Yeah. And then there's one, there's one dark wolf shape that comes up and halts, kind of like challenging. Right, yeah. And that's where Gandalf comes up and says, uh, "Yeah, it's go time." Yeah. And then this wolf snarls and comes right at him. And who who has the the blow that that, that kills it? That's right. Little do, arrow do twangs that, out. Don't they call that wolf like a chieftain? Yeah, he he stood there like a yeah like a chief yeah or a leader Something. of these wolves. Uh, you know, a great a great beast. Yeah. 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 Right. Yep. Okay. Okay. 
So anyways, that's a little scary, you know, scene there. They, it is. The, the hobbits have to get their swords out, you know, yeah. and kind of standing all back to back and stuff. And uh, Tolkien, this is something I didn't, I didn't remember necessarily. Tolkien does such a good job of writing, um, like battle, mm-hmm. uh, battle narrative like this. It is so interesting. Yes. So cool. Um, like you really, you can see this play out and it, it fits perfectly with how Peter Jackson, I mean, I would have loved to have seen this. Mm-hmm. This would have been amazing. This, this is cool. Yeah. Um, and again, it goes back. So after after Legolas lets his arrow fly, yeah. um, silence. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, it's kind of their their fears are, the, the, the eyes disappear, they're extinguished. Yeah. And they maybe think that they've sort of dodged the bullet there. Yeah. Yeah. So right. um, the night was old. Um, yeah. And, and the westward waning moon was setting, gleaming mm-hmm. fitfully uh, through the breaking clouds. Suddenly Frodo uh, started from sleep. So they try to get a little bit of sleep, right? Yeah. Uh, with, without warning, a storm of howls broke out, fierce and wild about all the camp. Um, so that happens again? Yeah. Yeah, so they come yeah, back they again. Yeah, they come back. Yep. Okay. A great host of wargs had gathered silently and was attacking. And this is where Gandalf says, throw more fuel on the fire, get out your blades, yeah, okay, stand there you go. back to back. Let's do it, baby. Right. And they right. kind of have like this big battle with these wolves. Yeah, yeah. You've got Aragorn that... Um, Puts his sword right through the throat of one huge leader. There it is, the the great the great wolf chieftain. Yeah, yeah there you go. I, I thought that was the first one. Okay, that's the yep. that's the next attack. And where then, they then Boromir. I just love how he writes this. Uh, with a great sweep, Boromir hewed the head off another. Just just <laughs> one sweep, man. Right beside them, Gimli stood with his stout legs apart, wielding his dwarf axe. The bow of Legolas was singing. Yeah. So this is this is an all out gory battle man right. they're, they're slaying slaying wolves and these guys are coming and then oh this is amazing again just elevating Gandalf in the wavering you read, you read this next paragraph you've right. got to oh, he's in, your man in, in the wavering uh, firelight Gandalf seemed suddenly to grow he rose up a great menacing shape like the monument of some ancient king of stone set upon a hill stooping like a cloud he lifted a burning branch and strode to meet the wolves they gave back before him high in the air he tossed the blazing brand it flared with a sudden white radiance like lightning, and his voice rolled like thunder. Come on. Yeah. Come on. That, does that paint a picture or what? Yeah, actually, um, yeah, <laughs> it does. Oh. I mean, it really does. It's his, his voice, yeah, rolling like thunder. Yeah. And just... Uh, like he is... And Gandalf has so much of this, you know, this lightning, fire, flame of Udun stuff, you know, right? This is, this is one of his powers. Yeah. And then he sets, sets fire to these trees. Right, yeah, and they, it goes from tree to tree that those those scrubby trees that are on that mm-hmm. on that on that hill, and it just lights it up. Uh, uh, you know, there's light everywhere. Swords and knives of the defenders shone and flickered. The last arrow of Legolas kindled in the air as it flew and plunged, burning into the heart of a great. There you go, the great wolf chieftain. Yeah, all the others fled. Yeah, can you imagine? Gosh, that? What a it's, climax, man. Yeah, all of that. I mean, that. There you go. You get some of his a glimpse of his power. Yes. Right, and I think just a glimpse. Yes, obviously, we're just dealing with wolves. Just here. a glimpse. Yeah. He's he's we're, like, ah, should, how much attention should I draw to myself? Well, and that's what he did when he I'm was a badass. W- w- exactly, <laughs> that's what he did when he was when he was trying to, uh, you know, push his, push their way through the snow. Yeah, with the fire, know, with, right. with, with reluctantly nutty. almost. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. sort of like, uh, how much here can I do? Because yeah, yeah, it does leave a mark when he uses his abilities. Yeah, you he's know, on the radar. Then, he's, yeah, can you imagine? I mean, Anybody who's spying around the area or, or right. looking, like, well, they're already on to him right here, you know, in a sense, the, the or even, wolves. Yeah, and, but, and uh, even higher beings that can sense that from a distance. Yeah, sense exactly. Sense that power being used. Exactly. Right, yeah. Not even just, you know, like, spies that are, 
right you know, just looking because their physical, greatest their greatest weapon is is secrecy yeah you know yeah. and so and Gandalf's always you're right conscious of that yeah That's right um but man alive dude and so I have a question because I okay I'm fuzzy on the Hobbit I have I've never here here you go wow confession time <laughs> you confess people you are gonna hate it. me you already confessed I said the, that already on the appendices on the appendices okay so this yeah. is bringing the appendices to the podcast here guys I've never read the Hobbit all the way through crazy so when we do a reread after a this man. it actually won't be a, it'll be a reread for most of it you've for read me. Lo- a lot of it a lot of it but i've never gotten all the way through ashamedly that's crazy it's just because i love lord of the rings so much and it is a, it's written very differently yeah there is yeah um but this is where i'm fuzzy so when they encounter the wolves after uh the goblin king and the misty mountains is there all this fire element and all this battle and stuff that goes on or is it in the books hmm you mean like so? Right after they, they get outside of yeah, they come out after the after the goblins. Is there like a great fire and all this stuff burning the trees? Because here's what I'm thinking: I'm thinking Peter Jackson missed out on this opportunity for the Lord of the Rings, just couldn't fit it in. Mm-hmm. This scene reminds me a lot of yeah, the Hobbit right. film. You're right. It, the yeah, wolves it does. attacking. They're on kind of a cliffside on a hill. The trees are lit on fire. Big battle climax. I'm trying to think if that. I feel like more of more of what happened um, that was flashy happened inside. Of the that's and that's what of, of, of the mountain, but I that's what I had thought. They climbed the trees and the eagles saved them up in the trees. They weren't like dangling on the edge in a big fire, was there? I don't remember yeah. a fire. Okay, I don't okay. remember. But so I'm I, thinking maybe this is him incorporating a little bit of that because Gandalf is the one who started those fires. He took those in the in the Hobbit film. He took those uh, pine co- or those yeah pine cones, set them on fire, and they started throwing them. Remember the dwarves were throwing them at the at the wargs, and then those bounced off and caught the trees on fire. And it's very dramatic. And okay. that's that's the visual I got with this is it's like a it's like a um, a combination of what we saw in that film and what we're reading on the page. It's just this big fire that sort of um, is amazing visually to imagine, but also it's just this way of keeping those wolves off so that they can fight them more effectively as they're on top of this mountain. Yeah, and what's interesting because yeah. you you follow remember how they get split? Yeah, um, Bilbo actually goes. He that's when he gets the ring, and he's actually yeah. invisible. So, oh yeah, when he comes back to them, I can't remember, but they're oh deciding gosh. whether to go on without him or not. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and that's when he's actually able to kind of uh, catch up with them. And so someone check me on that. I I just can't. I I don't know if that's. Anyway, I kept thinking about that scene in in The Hobbit because it's it was in the film. It was very similar to, you know, what we were doing here. Yeah, no, great question, man. On. Honestly, yeah. I'll have to look up. I'll have to look it up more. Sort of an obscure so. thing, a little detail, but you know. Whatever it yeah. was, it was cool to imagine here. Um, I love what uh, what Sam says. He goes, um, "What did I tell you, Mister Pippin?" Said Sam, sheathing his sword. Wolves won't get him. That was an eye opener. No mistake. Uh, nearly singed the hair off my head. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just an incredible little battle that we have uh, heading into uh, searching for the the gate, uh, the Demerol Gate. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to move into next, right? So, yeah. Um, we have to find those landmarks that Gandalf thought yeah. uh, would kind of give or lead him to the gate. Yes. Um, he actually takes them in a way in which they cut off several miles off their their trip, don't they? Yeah, that's right. Um, yep. I can't see that exactly. But uh, yeah, suddenly um, after the wolves have, have died away. Uh, oh, do they camp there, right? Because when the full light of morning came... And there was no more signs of the wolves. That's when they move on, right? That's when they yeah. They and this on. well, this kind of happened as as night was ending. Yeah, yeah. So they had stayed there that night uneasily. Morning's starting to break. This battle happens, and then 
And they can get there in about a day because Gandalf says we must reach the doors before sunset. Right, right. So they have, um, it's dawn and they have, a you know, till yeah. sunset to kind of get there. So Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't go as quickly as he had hoped, right? And eventually, what they say, um, oh, there's a line here, quickly it was like noon and they still hadn't really, they well, were still it was wandering. So yeah, yeah it was so they windy. were still yeah. wandering. They were looking for this, looking for this river. Yeah. Right? They were looking for the river, the Saranen, mm-hmm. that led, um, that led right along the gate. Yeah. Uh, and they can't find it. Yeah. Um, and at one point you have, um, hold on a second here. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, he says, you know, we must reach the, the doors before sunset or I feel fear we shall not reach them at all. Uh, it is not far, but our path may be winding for here. Aragorn cannot guide us, which is another unsettling thought. And another, another way that we're seeing, Hey, this is, this is a Gandalf chapter. Yeah. Right. Yep, Aragorn's yep. not any use to us. He has seldom walked in this country and only once have I been under the West fall, West wall of Moria. And that was long ago. Um, and they're kind of up on this perch. They're up on a hillside and he, and, I think, check me on this as it's he and Gimli that are up there. Yep. And, um, you know, they say there it lies. He said, uh, pointing away southwards to where the mountains, uh, fell. Oh, I'm sorry. No, they're not on the hill yet, but they, they see where the walls are. Yeah. Um, and they know that they've got to get over that way, but they get to the hill though. And that's, that's when they're okay. actually like they, they're looking for the, the, you're right. They talk about the stream and as, mm-hmm. as they go towards it, it says that either Gandalf is astray yeah. or the land has, land changed. has changed. Right. Um, you know, and so, and what they're looking for, we find out later that it's that's right, that it's damned up. Right. Yeah. It's been you know, damned. That's, that's so why yeah. they weren't able to find it. So, um, so they're looking for more clues here. Okay. So eventually Gandalf says, you know, ah, here it is at last. This is where the stream ran. Yeah. You know, um, they, they call it the gate stream, right? Yes. Um, you know, but what has happened to the water? I cannot guess. Yeah. It used to be swift and noisy. Right. Um, so come on, we, we have to hurry. Let's go. And it was there Gimli go. who spotted it from the knoll. That's right. There you go. And Gandalf yep. comes up by his side and says, yep, there it is. Okay. So. They're, they're tired, obviously, at this point. They're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, worn yeah, out. Yeah. Um, I, I think, too, as they get closer, the idea that things have changed and they're not the same um, yeah. is an indication that something's not good about this, right. you know, um, that something like that would, would have dried up, you know. Yeah. Uh, or what have you. So yeah, well, well, yeah. Why did it change so drastically? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. They make their way towards well the the past. The, they're going along the drying up of the uh, gate stream. Yeah. Um, behind them, the sinking sun filled the cool western sky with glittering gold. Before them stretched a dark, still lake. Neither sky yeah. nor sunset was reflected on its sullen surface. That's where they find out that it had been had been damned, been damned up, and and they actually it's it lies between the the lake lies between them and the door. Yeah, doesn't it? Because they yeah. getting there is a struggle. Yeah, yeah, having to find that path, and what had actually um they also had the the stair falls before that. Remember the trickling, trickling over that that had once oh, been a sure. great waterfall where the yeah. river had come off, um, and so they had to climb up there and then and then found the lake and then you're right saw that, wow this is this is it was it was wide and far. Um, it had been dammed up so much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But they can see, you're right, they can see the walls in the distance. Um, and there the gate once upon a time, the elven door at the end of the road from Holland by which we have come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this way is blocked. None of the company, I guess, will wish to swim this gloomy water at the end of the day. It has an unwholesome look. So, I mean, it was, it, you're right, it was so such a barrier that, they, that Gandalf would have, you know, that was a, you know, an option, an un, an unsavory option, but hey, we you know, does anyone want to swim this mm-hmm. to get to where we need to go? Yeah, 
Well, and actually at that point, like, as you said, uh, they don't want to swim it, and they, they do see the elven door yeah. right um, at the end of the road from Holland by which they had come. And it's neat because this is a, um, at one point in time, in, in, uh, back in, in Durin's day, um, Moria was, and, and the elves of Holland would trade. Yeah. You know, and it, you could actually come Half in. your time. Yeah, you could come in and yeah. out uh, this way. It, it was, says later that the door was often left open. Right, exactly. It wasn't even shut. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they're looking for a door that, um, you know, that, uh, that they can, they know they're going to have to use some, well, actually, the, the, the hobbits don't realize, I'm sorry. They don't even yeah. know where the door is. Right. Yeah. Right. They see the two trees first. I should yeah. mention that, yeah. right? The, the two uh, trees that indicate where it's at as well. Yeah. And then as they get closer, um, they do work their way around. Yeah. The lake. They have to go yep. and, they, and, and Bill's with them still, but yep. they do kind of mention here. Yeah. Again, um, Frodo had that conversation that, that Bill's. Not going to be able to yeah, continue it's be, with it's going to be pretty rough going even for even for old Bill and uh, we find out that Gandalf would have been against you know he was against taking him in the first place because he knew what was going to you know uh, what they were going to have to the train they're going to have to go over and then especially you know the fact that Sam was so fond of it well and actually yeah it's like, it's, you're right they actually yeah. bring Bill and they pack more because they were going to take Aragorn's path and That's if right. that would have worked it would have been okay right but in the back of his mind he kind of knows. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work. Yeah. And so, you know, but um, so let's see. They they kind of hurry forward. Uh, they still had like a mile or two before they could reach the point on the mm-hmm. far shore that Gandalf was making for. Uh, and then they had to then they were going to find the and the, the, the doors. The, the light's starting to fail at this point. So yes. it's, it's the end of the day. Like, yeah. the, you know, and the, it, that that setback of them not being able to find the river really did kind of hurt them in mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. Um, or at least delayed their plans. They wanted to get there quicker. Yeah. So. So but really, I guess it, it it aids them, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Because they need the way they can see the door. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it, so we'll talk about the next two kind of points here: the oh, um, yeah. speak friend and enter, and the watcher attack together. Yes. Uh, because you know, basically, they happen at the same time. Happen at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Um, as Frodo's kind of going along there, he actually his foot kind of dips into the to the lake and the water. Yeah. And he feels this like real treacherous, like just eerie feeling yeah. he's not worried about getting beyond the moria yeah. is not what's upsetting him no. you know um, sliding in greasy stones is talking about in that in that nasty water yeah yeah You're talking about where they crossed the um the yeah. creek oh yeah yeah so their way was barred by that creek and they crossed through green and stagnant water so just we're, we're getting a picture it's not a definitely not something you would have wanted to swim in like that was clearly a joke yeah. um <laughs> yeah so uh yeah pretty nasty water well, and they hear they they they, they, they yeah. hear that soft little like soft sound um, a swish followed by a plop. Yeah, as, as if a fish. Yeah, right. go ahead and read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good just stuff. as a as a as if a fish had disturbed the still surface of the water. Uh, turning quickly, they saw ripples, uh, black edged with shadow, <laughs> in the waning light. Yikes! And so that's that's pretty messed up. You know, that's yeah. that's kind of eerie, and it is again pretty silent. Yeah. Um, because then it says it goes back to. Silence. That's right. And that's not the only time they're going to hear that. They're right. going to hear another, you know, um, sound there. But, you know, anyways, um, let's move on ahead here. Gandalf says that, uh, well, we're here at last. Here the elven way from Holland ended. Um, and he says, Holly was a token of the people of that land, as you had mentioned earlier. And they planted it here to mark the end of their domain. Uh, for the west door was made chiefly for their use and their traffic with the lords of Moria. Yeah. Uh, those were happier days, as you said. So, um, <laughs> Gimli and Legolas go back and forth. It's, uh, I'll read Gimli, you, lead, you read Legolas. Yeah. Um, it was not the fault of the dwarves that the friendship waned. 
I have not heard that it was the fault of the elves. <laughs> and Gandalf says, yeah. as so often is true. Yeah, I, I've heard both. Right. <laughs> right. And he asks him, he begs him, actually, like, you know, I need you both. Let's kindle a friendship here. Yeah. And kind of alluding to that, that history of let's bring back what there once was. Dude, and so I, because I was curious, I was like, Holland, what is its significance? I did a little bit of research there. Yeah. Uh, so it was ruled by Celebrimbor, the forger of the rings. Yeah. So very interesting how that area even ties into their quest and what's going on right now. Didn't they say he made the marks on the door here too? Yes, yes, that's coming up as well. Okay. That's right. So, and also um, uh, rulers of Holland were Celeborn and Galadriel. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was. My mind was blown because I hadn't, I, I hadn't done this research, didn't know it before. So it was ruled by Celebrimbor, Celeborn, and Galadriel. Uh, the elves um, actually befriended in this area. They befriended Anatar, who, um, you know, and created the rings of power for him. He was called. They called him the Lord of Gifts. Gifts, excuse me, not gifs. Gifts. Wow. Um, and uh, they tried to save the rings. Uh, there was some conflict there, uh-huh, yeah. uh, to be brief, and they managed to say that's how they managed to save the three Elven rings. Yeah, yeah. Sauron came back with a vengeance, pretty much laid out and laid waste to to Holland, uh, and then those Elves actually fled. Um, so Got that's it. where um, they fled to Linden. Yeah. They fled to Lothlorien, and then they fled to Imladris. Yeah, okay. So that's how those those kingdoms were set up as well. Those realms huh. for the Elves. Um, and it actually talks about, dude, I didn't know this, the, the demise of Celebrimbor, um, Sauron pretty much like tortured him for two years, tell him where the other rings were. And he, he told him all except for the three elven rings. And wow. so that's how Sauron was able to control the other ones. The, Holy the, the rings of, of men, especially it said, you know, obviously the ring. Yeah, rings. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it talked about when, when Celebrimbor, after Celebrimbor, he was tortured for like two years and eventually he died. Mm-hmm. Sauron put him up on a on on like a um, um, on like a big stick as yeah. like a almost like a pennant or a flag and carried his dead body around. Holy smokes! Can you imagine that? Like as like a um, holy smokes a, a, a warning of like this is what happens when you cross. Yeah, that just makes you hate Sauron that much. Yeah. More, so it's know? just it's very interesting that this this area they've just come through and the connection between these dwarves of old and the elves. Is tied right into that's what a really cool connection. The evil they're trying to defeat right now. Yeah. yeah. So crazy, crazy, and just another way that Tolkien intentionally layered all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. In a way that, you know, it. it, it if you get curious with it, which I'm starting to become, you always have mm-hmm. been. You can really find. You can just make the stories even deeper that way. Yeah. So really yeah. cool. That's yeah. why I am glad that we're gonna dive, just head first into all the histories. Yeah. Because it's Hobbit's Guide, baby. Yeah, man. Yeah, so cool. cool stuff. Okay, sorry. Glad about you that. did that. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so as they get closer to the door, uh, Gimli's you know tapping around the stone here and there with his yeah. axe, Legolas was pressed up against the rock as if he's listening. Yep. Um, and then Mary says, "Well, here we are, and already right. But where are the yeah. doors? I can't see any sign of them. And uh, that's when we learn that the, that the dwarves um, made them in, like they're invisible. Yep. You know." Um, only their own masters well actually he says uh, they're invisible and their own masters cannot find them or open them if their secret is forgotten how cool is that yeah and so they talk for a little bit about how you could use a word to get through uh-huh. you could use you know um, a, a key key yeah perhaps. Gandalf talks about 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The different dwarven doors. Yeah. Yeah. And how this one wasn't wasn't made in secret. So there's going to be a way that they can find it. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, right between the shadow so they find these trees right and right between the shadow there was a smooth place and over this uh, Gandalf passed his hands to and fro muttering words under his breath then he stepped back the moon now shone upon the gray face of the rock but they could see nothing else for a while and slowly on the surface where the wizard's hand had passed faint lines appeared like slender veins of silver running in the stone at first they were no more than pale gossamer threads so fine that they only twinkled fitfully where the moon caught them but yeah. steadily they grew broader and clearer until their design could be guessed yeah so that's cool. pretty neat yeah so cool and, and that's where he's gonna focus most of his attention um, yeah. although you get to see the um the inscription you know, yeah. as it grows, right? Yeah. So they, they see the emblems of, of Durin. Uh, Legolas says, you know, there's the, the, the tree of the high elves. So again, just this, this idea of dwarven and elvish symbols. Mm-hmm. Um, elvish runes on a, on a dwarven door. You see that history of, of friendship. And I guess also as it's kind of um, uh, 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 foreshadowing or not foreshadowing, but um, leading up, building up to this friendship between Legolas and Gimli. Yeah, it is. Right? There's sure. this conflict between them, and then we're seeing also, hey, this was how it used to be. Yeah, you're right. Gandalf's pleading with them. They're in this fellowship together, and this is 
a friendship yeah. that's going to be forged yep. Yep. through this journey. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's really cool because you always try to catch little stuff that's in the film, right? That's also in the books. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll stop bogging us down. No, but fine. Gandalf says, they are wrought of um, Ithildin. And you hear him say this in the movies. He's, he's, he's kind of looking at the doors and he goes, Ithildin. And then huh. he looks up and he says, made to mirror only starlight and moonlight. So that part makes it into the film, which is really, really cool. That is cool. Yeah. So he says, you know, it, sleep, it sleeps until it is touched by one who speaks words now long forgotten in Middle Earth. Yeah. So yeah. going to be a challenge there to find those words. Right. Yeah. yeah. He had to think long and hard on that. Right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, in, in Frodo's versed in the, in the, um, in, in the Elvish tongue and yeah. stuff. So, you know, he, um, he's wondering why can't I read this? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and he kind of talks about this was sort of that West, um, you know, Elvish tongue. Yeah. Right. And it, everyone it, who speaks, it's gone now. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Like a dead language, which also is kind of cool. Another sidebar is that Tolkien was obsessed with these languages that were kind of disappearing. And one mm-hmm. of his, his great uh, sadnesses was that, you know, as, as like uh, globalization kind of uh, began and took off, you know, as we're more and more connected, the need to communicate within the same language. And there are all these languages that have actually died. Yeah. And that was something that he obviously, uh, really mourned and tried to fight against even in, in creating his own languages. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about like he was obsessed with this Finnish language um, that, that um, you know, less and less people were, were speaking and it was um, the language used for the tale of the Kalevala, um, which is also influenced, influenced this wow. story as well. It was a huge like source of inspiration for him too. So kind of interesting too. how he just little, little side note there. He's talking about how some languages that used to be spoken and well known, nobody knows. Right. Even Gandalf is struggling. That's right? interesting. Which yeah. is crazy. Well, because Mormir, to kind of press on yeah, a little get bit us here, up. Yep. is that, you know, he kind of says, do, do you know the word? They, yeah. they talk about there, there, would, there will be a word yeah. uh, based upon, you know, what they had read above, which was, you know, speak friend yep. password and, and enter. Yeah. You know, and so they thought, oh, cool. It's just a word. We have to figure out what the password is. Gimli says, you know, it would have been given to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, those people at that time mm-hmm. and they knew the word, speak it, and you, mm-hmm. can, you can enter. Mm-hmm. Um we find out it's much simpler than that. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, yeah, Bor- Bormir's kind of yeah. like, what the heck? <laughs> wait, 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 wait a second. You said you went to Moria, you know, and it, Gandalf has to explain. He sets him straight. He's like, hold on a second. Maybe you didn't like, hear my story is what he says pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually, let's see here. Bormir says um, he's kind of accusing him. Then what was the use of bringing us to this, uh, this accursed spot? Yeah. Um, you told us that you had once passed through the mines. How could that be if you did not know how to enter? So to answer his first question, you know, um, you know, is that I do not know the word yet. So yet being key, but we shall soon see. And he added with a glint in his eyes under his bristling brow. Um, you may ask, what is the use of my deeds when they are proved useless? As for your other question, do you doubt my tale or have you no wits left? I do. I did not enter this way. I came from the east. And so he's just kind of explaining that he came actually explains that the doors from the inside, uh, you, you had to press them out, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but to come in from this way. So uh, he's had no use. He's had no, yeah, there's been no, there was no opportunity for him to come in this way. So why would he know it? Yeah. You know, kind of defended himself there a little bit. Yep, for sure. So he goes up and he actually, he gives his, he gives it his best. We'll just say yeah. that. Gandalf, uh, you know, thinks and thinks and thinks and goes through a bunch of different things, uh, you know, Gives it, a, gives it a go, and, and it doesn't work. Dude, I love this because I used to, when I was a kid, before I, I think it was before I even saw the, before I even read the um, books, 
I would try to guess what, what the heck he was saying. Edro <laughs> Like Ian McKellen does such that's a good, good job. That's good. Of, you do a good job with that. Of, that's uh, good. Well, it's just, it's just mimicry because you, yeah. know, you hear him, you hear him, and then he says, Fenis Nogothlem, Lasto Bath Laman. And, uh, you know, in a commanding voice and nothing happens. Well, then he eventually gets real, you know, Upset. pissed and, you yeah. know, Raises his hands and Edro, tries Edro. to right tries to command that it open and yeah. it doesn't work. Nothing happens. Uh, but you threw know, he, a staff on the ground, man. Yeah, wow. Yeah, he's real upset. Um, so let's see. Uh, at one point, Mary. Well, Boromir throws a throws a, a a stone in the. Yeah, that's right. In into the the pool. Yeah. Let me see real quick. Is that what he did? Yeah, he did. Um, and then Frodo. So it's so different from the movies. Right in the movies, you got Merry and Pippin throwing stones to kill time, and Aragorn says, "Do not disturb the water." Well, and so think about this. So it's sort of a uh, Pippin later will do the same thing. Yeah, but nobody really, you know, right. chast- nobody really chastises Boromir here. But uh, well, Frodo, Frodo does. Yeah, Frodo's Frodo does. like, "Why are you doing that, dude?" Right. Yeah. Don't um, mess with it. Yeah. Yeah. He says, "You know, I hate this place. I'm afraid of a lot of things, but mostly this pool." Yeah. Don't disturb it if you if you don't have to. Which is interesting because we never really see Frodo talk to Boromir like that in the films. It's just kind of an interesting thing. Like Frodo's like, stop, don't do mm-hmm. that. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So he, he figures out Pippin. that it's it's much simpler, right? You go go ahead. What, what do you have there? So, oh, Pippin's just. Uh, um, why doesn't Gandalf do something quick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and they can also kind of hear the wolves again at this point. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then they also see the ripples. On the water, and they're growing closer and closer. Some are even lapping on the shore. So it's yeah. like, and they're stuck they're, here. Yeah, the, yeah, they're up against the wall, yeah. rocking a hard place essentially. Yep. And and um, you know they're starting to the tension's starting to rise. And just as this stuff is closing in on them, light bulb yep. goes off. Yep. Laughing. You know, I have it. He cried. Of course, of course. Absurdly simple, like most riddles. When you see the answer. Yeah. And he picks up his staff and he says, Malon. Yeah, right. And he's right. able to that's the word to get him in. Yeah. Uh, to speak friend, right? They just yeah. had to speak um they had to pick the you know what the Elvish word for friend. Yeah. It's right? a, it's a joke, right? He says, Quite simple, too simple for a learned lore master in these suspicious days. Those were happier times. So pretty much yeah. saying I overthought it. It was easier than I than I realized. Yeah. Yeah. And and so as the doors open, um, this is where we get the watcher attack. Yeah. You know? Um, and it actually really only tries to attack um, Frodo. I think had, yes, they, which already, is... had they already told, um, had they already told, uh, what you call it, um, Bill the Pony that he, uh, or, or Sam that he they had, had to go? To- yes, they had told Sam that, you know, we're not going to be able to take him. And Sam has this, um, this freak out. He's like, no. Yeah. He's like, you can't take him. He essentially, I have it underlined because it's just, it, I find that relationship very touching. Yeah. I love that relationship that, that Sam regards him as a part of the fellowship. You know, I think to everyone, most most everyone else, he's their pack pony. Yeah, he's carrying their stuff, whatever. He's he's like a cart essentially. Um, and to Sam, he's so much more. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think he sees him as you know they they saw how he was treated or mistreated by Bill Fernie. Yeah, and he he has some sort of relation to that. He feels a great pity for the beast, and then to see him progress and to see him grow stronger. As they went on this journey, and you know, maybe, maybe it's because he's leading them a lot of the time too. Because Sam's always responsible for carrying everything, right? Mm-hmm. He he is. And maybe that's that's the parallel, but or the connection between the two is Sam is kind of the pack pony of the hobbits. 
He's kind yeah. of the Bill of the Hobbits. Yeah. You know, he says, and willingly, he says, Mr. Frodo, I'll, you know, very, way back when we first started this journey, Frodo was like, I'm sure you have, you're carrying too much, Sam. We'll have yeah. to sort that out later so that you're not carrying more than you should. Right, right. And that's, maybe there's that, there's a deeper connection there between them that way too. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, they say, you know, uh, we're going to have to leave him. And, and, and Gandalf whispers some words to him. Yes, you know, he does. Yeah, I, I call it the blessing of Bill. Yeah. And it's, it's not the last time that we see him. Yeah. Which is, which is a beautiful thing. <laughs> uh, he says, you know, um, let me, can we just read yeah, it? Read is it, that yeah. okay? Sure. Um, you know, uh, I'm sorry. So I'm going to go back to where Sam, he says, but you can't leave poor old Bill behind this forsaken place. Mr. Gandalf cried Sam angrily and distressed. I won't have it. And that's that. So really rising up here to yeah. Gandalf after he has come so far and all. I am sorry, Sam, said the wizard. But when the door opens, I do not think you'll be able to drag Bill inside into the long dark of Moria. You yep. will uh, have to choose between Bill and your master. He'd follow Mr. Frodo into Dragon's Den if I let him, protested Sam. It'd be nothing short of murder to turn him loose with all these wolves about. So another reason he doesn't want to let him go, obviously. Yep. It will be short of a murder, I hope, said Gandalf. He laid his hand on the pony's head and spoke in a low voice. Go with words of guard and guiding on you. You are a wise beast and have learned much in Rivendell. Make your ways, uh, make your ways to places where you can find grass, and so come in time to Elrond's house or wherever you wish to go. Yeah, just amazing. Yeah, and so Frodo, or I'm sorry, Sam, kind of realizes that here. Uh, obviously, overcome come with sadness, but Gandalf pretty much says, you know, you're gonna have to make a decision between your pony and your master. Yeah. Well, and that's what he does with the watcher attack. Right. So, yeah, fast forward to where this happens. And yeah. in, a, in a moment, I love how Tolkien just says, but at that moment, several things happened. Yeah, several things <laughs> like, happened. Uh, let's let's slow down time for a second, and I'm going to hash out everything that happens yeah. in the blink of an eye as right. Gandalf takes a step. Yep, he takes a step. Frodo yeah. felt something seize him by the ankle. Yep. Uh, he fell with a cry. Bill the pony uh, lets just off this wild dashes neigh. out. Yeah, a fear. Yep. Uh, takes off or Sam leaped after him but yeah. then hearing Frodo's cry ran yeah. back uh, weeping and cursing probably cursing himself didn't know it was torn yeah. right he has to decide yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know the others swung around and saw the water of the lake seething um, as, as if a host of snakes were swimming up from the southern end man yeah it was crazy 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 little scene here and then the tentacles out there it's it had um, you know it crawled up around and was wrapping around Frodo's foot um, and Sam, you know, on his knees was now slashing at it with a knife. So, uh, so cool. They did such a good job of that in the film. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing job. So finally it, it, uh, it lets go of him. Um, and, uh, they're able to dart in. They're able, they're able to get in, uh, to Moria. Yeah. Thanks. So they clap, they collapse on the step, uh, in the black darkness. And the first thing that Sam says is poor old Bill. Yeah. You know? So yeah, he's worried about him. Yeah. Um, and it's actually it's actually this watcher or this beast, whatever it is, that that causes that collapse. That's right. Right. Twenty more arms come out or tentacles, whatever, and they're they're ripping and pulling, and that causes the collapse. Um, Gandalf even says, you know, he uh, it's coming up here. Um, he says, "I'm sorry for the trees were beautiful and had stood so long." You yeah. Know, talking about how their their way back is is barred now. They're not they're not going back. They have one choice now. Right. And yeah. even though they're not thrilled about it. Yeah, they're they're in the dark here. They're in the dark. They're in uh, some caverns. Yeah. <laughs> the dripping, the trickling, the dripping. Don't forget the dripping. Don't forget the dripping. That's for you, Nicole. Oh man. Um, so yeah, so they're in. Uh, yeah. Um, uh. Well, what? Well, yeah. 
Frodo says, um, well, well, he's talking uh, yeah. about how he thought there was something horrible near. Yeah, and and it's it's interesting, you know. Gandalf, They're reflecting on 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 the watcher, right? Yeah. Gandalf says, you know, he or he actually doesn't say it. He he did not speak aloud his thought that whatever it was that dwelt in that lake, it had see, like you said, it had seized on Frodo first. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, knowing that that power was him, did, did the did the I mean, I know the, the um, uh, the film creators theorized that that even the Watcher desired the ring. Sure. Why not? I mean, yeah. For sure, crazy, right? Well, they talk about the the different things that uh, that dwelled down in um, you know in, in in Moria, and it's hard to imagine um, all these different things that they could have dug up. Yeah, you know, it's as if it came out yeah. and and is living in that lake. You know what else? It might be kind of fun to dig up. So, oh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Podcast name. We've got to start one eventually. Dig up a podcast name. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Got to get the name right, though. I don't know why you're looking at me. Do we? We got to get the name right. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, what, what do we want to call it? Live to see the dawn. Oh. Live to see the dawn. I like it. Kind of threatening. Yeah. Uh, what about Howling Winds podcast? Howling Winds is actually Howling good. Howling Wind. <laughs> Maybe throwing some music there or something. I don't know. Yeah. You never know, as right. What else? Uh... Let's see here. How about uh, between wolves and a wall? Yeah. I like it. Yeah, you know what? They were they were writing writing podcast names for us, weren't they? They were in this chapter. <laughs> um, what about melon heads? Because <laughs> so we're friends, right? <laughs> we're gonna get, get there. there one of these days, guys. Stay tuned. We will start a Lord of the Rings podcast in the future eventually. Maybe we... turn into a book club and and a beautiful giant friendship. But we promise. There's no way. Tell. <laughs> no way to know for sure. What a joke! All right, back into Moria. back into the cave. There we. Well, go. you know they see these rays of 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 light eventually, and they in will, Dwarrow yeah. Delf, and they they see a, a glimmer of blue sky. Sure. I thought I'd bring one of those to us. Okay, that's all. good. That's okay, all. okay. Um, <laughs> so okay, the question is asked: Who will lead us? Yeah. And again, Gandalf rising to the occasion, he will lead us. Yep. Um, I honestly think this is the part where we can kind of get through some of the this. Um, they're trudging through, you know, Moria. Sure, kind of quickly. Yeah, kind of quickly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because there um, are some there's significant things that happen along the way. But you're right, a lot of it is they're they're in this labyrinth, okay. And two of the people had been there before, Gandalf and Aragorn. Aragorn doesn't want to relive some of these memories, so he's not gonna any he, and he didn't remember it as well as um, Gandalf. It, it sounds like Gandalf had a better time when he went through. Aragorn, not so much. So if you're going through a, a, a place and it's a bad memory, you're probably not going to tend to dwell on it too much and yeah, remember details. For sure. Whereas Gandalf um, uh, has some memory and, and uh, retained these memories of, of being through here. So yeah, so yeah. but for the rest of them, it's, it's a bunch of... Uh, at first, especially, there's, there's drop-offs. There's holes. There are, right. are paths that seem to lead one way or the other. But pretty much, you know, Gandalf also illuminates his staff here. Yes, he does. But just enough that he can see his... Just right in front of him. Right in front of him. Yep. Which is also amazing. Um, I think we learned later here, too, that, that Gandalf can kind of see better in the dark. and yep. s- as, as, as well as Gimli can. Yep. Um, and so maybe that's a part of why he doesn't need as much light well, as well. And also why maybe um, Gimli... He kind of consults Gimli. Right? He does. Even though eventually it's pretty much he's the one who, who has the final say. Yeah, but, for but sure. But he's, he's, he's kind of he's using uh, Gimli as a... As a um, uh, like in his own council. 
sort of. Yeah, as, kind as of bouncing a, ideas yeah. off him. Because he's GPS. He's, I, he's Garmin. I, yeah, I thought this was interesting because it would be sort of like, not that Gimli really knows mm. where to go, but um, he understands dwarfs. Yes. And he understands structures. True. You know, it might be able to kind of like, you almost imagine, is that where they would have, what you call it over there? Is that where they would store... This is this right. take us down into where is your housing, Arby's? You know, yeah, where's your yeah. Arby's at? Where yeah. is there, <laughs> is there, well, uh, I, I think you're on it. You're definitely on something there too. I mean, he, yeah, he's thinking, how does a dwarf think? I don't think like a dwarf too, right? And so that's, it helps them get yeah. through the darkness. Yeah. I think a little bit. So it's yeah. brilliant. Man. Um, I mean, you can tell them where that path ends. That's just going to take you down to the living quarters. Yeah, you know, yeah. type of thing. Yeah. So good point. Wow. I don't know. I thought that's how he was using Gimli. Yep. Um. So now it goes over there like there. Their walking order, you know, as you said mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the beginning, um, Aragorn's bringing up the back, the mm-hmm. rear, yep. um, and he's just kind of doing his thing. Um, they talk about their swords, which I thought was cool. When Gandalf pulls out yeah. his sword, uh, that, that was neat. Yeah, and we learned that um, his sword, along with Frodo's, yeah. glows blue when orcs are close, yeah. too. They're, yep. they're made both, you know, from the, from the ancient city of Gondolin, yeah. made by elves, so, so the pretty cool. The smiths of elder days. That's right. You know? My distant relatives, yeah. or ancestors, I should say. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So, yeah, it talks about them, as you said, twisting around a few turns. They begin to descend. Have uh, we talked about the Miraver yet? How we'd like a sip of that Miraver? Yeah. Drink? That would be nice. Out of the cordial. Time. And he yeah. sort of rations that out, right? He does. Um, they get is, a little bit right here in the beginning. Yep. This is, well, this is their third sip. Yeah. They had some previously, and then before the gate, right? Before. Or at the gate or something. It was before. And it says, a third sip of the Miraver. Of, of Rivendell after they had eaten. They kind of okay. eat on this yeah. initial part. I guess I'm backtracking here. No, you're right. You're right. Sorry. You're right. No, one you're dr- right. thought drives out another. Um, yeah. So as, as they start, once they're in yeah. there, yeah. yeah, they need a little encouragement. So yeah, that's right. You're right. Yeah. Because actually uh, Frodo um, eventually talks about this starting to wear off. He, at this beginning portion, you know, it's probably just a rush of adrenaline from surviving that attack. They have a little food and drink and it sustains them for a little bit, but they just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and and at some point too, it also mentions that they are they're more wary of stopping and, yeah. and being in an unknown place than just keep just just trudging on. Even though they're exhausted, they'd rather keep moving than stop and rest because it's not very restful when they do stop. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, uh, and and you know, getting back to to traversing, it's it's the decision yeah. making here, and it's it's all on Gandalf's yeah. shoulders. Yeah, it actually says the minds of Moria were vast and intricate beyond the imagination of Gimli, yeah. yep. glowing sun, yeah. dwarf of the mountain race. Though he was, yeah. So even though he understands maybe the structures, as I said, uh, the vastness is—it's kind of mind blowing. Like right? we've never seen this. And before, he's heard kind of tales of it and that kind yeah. of you know thing, but uh, he's never been there. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. So now they're getting a little bit worried. You know, it's seeming it's gloomy. It's gloomy. Um, you know, uh, it's going to be a long journey, right? And I think it's interesting that it, that Aragorn from the back mm. says, "Do not be afraid." Yeah. Said it twice, with a long pause in between there. Then he says, "Do not be afraid." Mm. Um, on, baby, I have home. I have been with him on many journeys, if never on one so dark. And there are tales of Rivendell. There are tales, and there are tales of Rivendell of greater deeds of his than that I have seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will not go astray if there is a path to find. He will lead us. Um, he has led us in here against our fears but he will lead us out again yeah at whatever cost to himself against yeah. foreshadowing there yeah so um so we got to trust in him you know yep. 
Um, you'd mentioned the, the fissures and the cracks and the yeah. the places where pitfalls. You know, and yeah. And Sam's wa- wishing he had some rope because of those. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, takes yeah. either is either Pippin or Mary it takes him a bit to kind of get the courage to uh, to actually jump yeah. across one of them. Right? That's right. Oh my gosh, I missed that. Yeah, yeah Pippin. That's right. He so. says that you know I knew I'd want it if I hadn't got it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So again, to me. Um, the next spot that I have on our, our checklist of things we need to get through this chapter, well, I have Gollum's footsteps. Yes, Does that come up next? Yeah, it's coming right up. So, you know, the dangers become more frequent, it says, and their march became slower. Uh, they were more uh, more than weary, and yet there seemed no comfort in the thought of halting anywhere. There you go. Frodo's, this is what I just said. Sorry, I was sh- skipping the sh- gun. You're okay. Um, jump on the gun. Frodo's spirits had risen for a while after his escape and after, uh, after food and a draft of, uh, of the cordial. But now a deep uneasiness growing to dread crept over him again. And this is where he starts to say, you know, his, his, um, his wound, he believes, yeah, yeah. is making his uh, senses in the dark more heightened. And yeah. he can see more in the dark than his companions, save maybe Gandalf. Um, and talking about the ring as well, becoming a heavy weight. Uh, it's, we haven't really heard that yet. This is kind of the first time that we were realizing it is also a physical weight yeah. on Frodo. Um, felt the certainty of evil ahead and of evil following, but he said nothing. He gripped tighter to the hilt of his sword and went on doggedly. So, so he senses the evil ahead. Yes. And he senses something ominous, evil right. uh, behind them. Right. You know? so, and Frodo had always been kind of attuned to these higher things. Sure he has. But this wound has made him more... Uh, I guess more in tune. I'd say yeah, and and maybe He's, even with uh, darker powers. Okay, yeah. more understanding, right? Of of danger, of of uh, of evil. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, but you're right. So up here, um, you know, uh, he hears these uh, um, f- um, the faint fall of yeah, soft bare feet. Yeah, which is very interesting. Yeah, well, because he he talks about the the heavy footsteps of his companions and things right. than he hears right uh, it was never loud enough or near enough for him to feel certain that he heard it yeah. but once it had started it never stopped yeah so and then you know it's it's almost like this idea of them being tracked like when they when they do stop yes it continues on for a couple more steps and it stops and then it stops right and so and he doesn't think anyone else can hear it right is that what he's saying too yeah he doesn't just think, him yes. who senses it mm-hmm. yeah well again i you know i know they they give a lot over to you know, elves and their senses and their sight and their hearing, all that stuff. But the hobbits themselves are very keen in, yes. their, in their sense Remember of what we, hearing. We, and, yeah, what well, we talked about way yeah. back yeah, when Sam, we set out on this journey. They're, 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 yeah, they're heightened uh, hearing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we know that they can move quietly, yep. you know, and, and things like that. Yeah. And so you imagine if this is Gollum and Smeagol sneaking yeah. through, yeah. and he's probably quiet like a hobbit because yeah. he, you know, Descended close close relation, yeah, yeah much to the hobbits. Purposes, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so now we come to this point where there is a is a great arch and kind of three password. Or, oh gosh, dude, not passwords. Passages, right? One on the left uh, plunged down. The one in the middle went straight ahead, and the one on the right kind of went, um, you know, to the right and up. And Gandalf says, you know, I I don't remember this place. No memory of it. Yep. Don't yep. know which way to go. The place of no memory. Um, yeah, that's right. And and so, he's weary. Decides to sit down for a little bit, yeah. and uh, you know, I think he says at this point he hasn't had a, a good a good smoke in a while. Is that right. is that this spot? Yeah, it's so. uh, or it's, is it coming up? It's coming up here. Okay, okay, that's it's right. Coming it's coming yeah. up. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> anyways, 
This is this where Pippin gets in trouble? Yeah. So they have there's 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 this little room off to the right that kind of offers them a little bit of shelter. They didn't feel real safe sitting on that stoop there, right out in the open. They wanted to kind of oh yeah. It's a, it's a, it used to be a, an old um, like guard station pretty much for that for that area. Yeah, and and the the Hobbit starts to go in, and it's Gandalf who was sort of like you know yeah careful you don't don't go headlong in right there. you don't you let know. me go first and make sure it's safe that's yeah. right and uh aragorn even says you know um or is that later where he says you know trust your trust your leader can't remember anyway mm-hmm. there's um uh yeah he says let the guide go first while you have one right so yeah be thankful that you have a guide yeah while you have one yeah good old foreshadowing Man. he's he's sensing a, a big conflict coming and and not wrongly uh so yeah, it talks about Pippin's like fascination with this well. Isn't this weird? I know this is weird. It's yeah. almost like almost I don't know if this power comes over him. He feels this irresistible urge, right, to go over over to it, creeping yeah. over the edge of it. But can we be honest? Have you ever had the urge to like? <laughs> oh, dude, you know all the saying? time, <laughs> all the time. In in high places, I'll look over the edge and I'm like, what would happen if I like? I often wonder like if Jeez. oh, this is an appendices. Or an appendix. If uh, I yeah. if I just jumped and ran out and jumped, what would people do? <laughs> a, how would it feel? B, like would people go? No, no, what? Uh, it's like it's, just weird. I, I don't know what. I think it's like a root like, like those, evil. Yeah, yeah, but those, it's those weird things. I've had those situations where I'm sitting there, calm, patient, listening to somebody, and I was like, and you think in your mind, you start like, yelling. What if I just lashed out? That's <laughs> <laughs> you know. I mean, I don't know. So that's kind of what I thought Strange this was. Urges. That's right. what I thought this was. You know what? Yes, and I he agree. acted on it. Okay. Know? Okay. There you go. Maybe uh, not to the full extent. Maybe he was thinking like you. We need to jump, jump down right there. down here. What would they do? <laughs> What would they do? Well, and who would, even talks about? Um, you know, he had he had almost could have fallen in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, a little yeah. There you go. Um, sorry about that. Another sidebar from from old Lane Smith. There, he tosses uh, a rock down in. Yeah, yeah. Right, and and for a long time doesn't hear anything. You know, several several heartbeats and no sound, and then this plunk. Yeah, and Gandalf, like you know, what was that? Mm-hmm. Pippin confessed right away, calls him a fool of a toque. So kind of like what happens in the films, but not, yeah. not exactly. And then they start hearing these faint knocks. Tom, tap, tap, Tom, tap, Tom, Tom, tap, tap, tap. Yeah. Right. And uh, it sounds like some sort of signals. And then it's uh, Gimli that says, that's the sound of a hammer if ever I heard one. Yeah. But it still could be a signal. Could be. You know? Right. To check it could up be a on signal something. with a hammer. Yeah. Because nothing's moving up by no. that well. That's going to cause a rock. No. To fall. No. Through there. Exactly. So, so it's, that it pretty if, much alerts. Yeah. Yeah. And if they picked something up off the ground, if someone was down there and they got the rock, true, you'd look at the ceiling and say, this is not something that fell from fell. the ceiling. Right. You know? Right. So again, I was hopeful it has nothing to do with uh, Pippin's foolish actions, but rewards him anyway. He gives him the, uh, the reward of having to take first watch. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and they, they kind of go to that corner and they, they sleep a bit, but, but really, you know, Gandalf's laying there for a bed, and, and he yeah. can't sleep. He's awake. Yeah. Right. He's deep in thought. And he decides yeah. he needs a little what? Is that where he needs to? Yeah. He can't. He's like, I don't know what's wrong with me. He sat down by the store. By the by the store. By the door. That's where he needs to smoke. He says, right? I need a smoke. So yeah. here's him kind of puffing away. Yeah. I tasted it. You know what? Te- technical difficulties again? I've got a sound effect of, of him actually puffing. I don't know what's going on here, man. What's wrong with your phone? I don't man? know, dude. You know what? Seriously. Volume was down. <laughs> okay, why don't you play Do it again? Do it again there, Gandalf. That's, 
Sounds pretty accurate, right? That's pretty accurate. That's actually my daughter, Winnie. She's doing this this puffing thing now. And ever since she's been doing it, all I think about is it sounds like Gandalf puff, puffing on that pipe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just kind of. So, yeah. Gets a smoke in them. Oh, here's a question. Are you going to let your daughter smoke a pipe when she's older? Oh. Wow, on the spot. Jeez, dude. Your wife's in the next room, just so you know. <laughs> I'm just I know, I know. Don't no, answer but, that. No, but this is a... That's Don't a, answer don't I'll, answer. I'll let it off to think over it, like you I'm know, just, because I mean, my, some of my favorite characters in this book smoke a pipe. I'm just so my daughter wants to smoke. I mean, when she inherits the podcast years from now, holy crap, dude! You know, we're both dead. Or yeah. well, I'll be dead for sure. Well, You'll yeah. still be here. Well, I don't know. You know, she'll be sitting here smoking a pipe with a pipe with you know. I guess as long as she turns the smoke detectors off first, I'm okay with it. Okay, cool. And does it once a week, <laughs> not a habitual thing. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> Sorry, on the spot. All right, so good old smoke here uh, to oh, kind of get get our nerves in order. And um, they're sitting here a long time, dude. Yeah, yeah. six hours, and then uh, just says, "Hey, I'm going to trust this way. It doesn't smell so bad." Right. Mm-hmm. And and then they're uh, marching for eight hours. Yep. I mean, we're getting the idea. This is this is a long. This is a long march. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Starting to go steadily upwards. You know, the wizard's light is bobbing like a will-o'-the-wisps in front of them, kind of guiding them. Um, and they're also saying this way is it was more traveled. Um, there are these great mountain curves, and it rises higher and loftier, but there aren't as many um, uh, caver- chasms or cracks. Uh, yeah. It seems like it was a well-traveled, important road, and they uh, start to move forward more quickly than they had in their first march. So... Um, yeah, he's actually he's pleased, isn't he? Yeah, you know. Yeah, says that he's, I chose the right way. Chose the right yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. So they they continue on this way for about fifteen miles in a direct line, but actually it's probably more like twenty. Um, and and Frodo starts to feel his spirits kind of kind of rise again. Yeah. Um, but still, he's haunted by these sounds that so, he either hears or thinks he hears. It, isn't it neat too, like the directions, right? So yeah. we we start down. Here's Ezra's base. compass again. I'm Here serious. you go. I, I really, he does a good job of explaining how he does. We we rise up the side of the mountain. Yep. We're in the mountain, yep. right? We're rising. We're going up. Uh, levels off a little bit. Yep. And then we have to rise again. All right. We chose right, and, and we're gonna rise a little bit more. And then when he's in there, he says, you know, um, he's talking about the the Dimro Gate. Yes, you know, but we are high up, a good deal higher. Than yeah, the than where we gate. were. That's right. So that's the, they want to get uh, eventually. Well, is that where they were, or is that where they're going? Is that the gate that they're going to? Is that what it's you're called, right. the Eastern Gate? Yeah, yeah. I thought that's that was right. I you're, no, you're right. You're right. Yep. But that made me think they're going up like this, level off, go up a little higher. Yeah. Now they're high enough to where the next part of their their journey is going to have to be a, a descent, descent a little bit, uh, yeah, of some kind. Yeah, you're right. So. You're right. I don't know. It's just neat the way he guides us yeah. through. It's know? amazing because Ezra's so in tune with directions and, and not always, <laughs> but he, he, no, seriously, guys, he is a compass, right? And uh, this is the guy talking right now, me, who I always think north is right ahead of me, right in front of me. <laughs> well, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Not sure. So uh, yeah. So when he starts going all these directions, I find my head spinning, and I'm like, okay, just little... tell me, just tell me where we're trying to get to. Yeah. And I can imagine the twists and turns. But you're right. He does. He does a great job of. He, dude, he knew this. He, he had this place mapped out in his head. Yeah, he had it mapped out in his head. He knew exactly kind of um, the directions they had to go and the elevation. Because you're thinking that, that is such a cool thought too, especially when they get to this uh, the realm of Duero, Duero Delph too. Thinking about you know you're you're in a place that has all these elevation changes, but you're inside a mountain, and that's where they are. Really, that's yeah. basically where we're at right now. Yeah, yeah. So, it's incredible um, to think about because you just think like you're going this great distance, but you can be going vertical, you can be going down, yeah. you can be going sideways around in circles. So you're actually 
not traveling as far as you think you are. Like, you know, they say that as the crow flies, it's 15, but really actually it was more like 20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how you could just get lost down there so easily. Right. Yep. Amazing. For sure. Yeah. So as you said, we're in, what is it called again? Duero Delph. Duero Delph. Yeah. Um, so that's actually where we're at. Uh, that's where we get to. Yeah. And um, Gandalf chose the, the, the right path. He, yeah. he lets out a little bit of mm-hmm. the way it's described too when they first come in. There's just darkness pressing around. And they, they could feel that they had came out into an opening. Right. Yeah. And they feel kind of uh, the, air. the warm wind yeah. behind them and then cold coming towards them, like implying a bigger right. yeah, space. Right. And this yeah. place is vast. Huge. I mean, huge. huge. Uh, Gandalf puts off just enough light to where they can kind of see the three arches, the three yeah. uh, doorways yeah. across the hall. Yeah. Um, and that was enough. He didn't want to let off any more light, yeah. you know, just enough to kind of see, see over there. And then they end up kind of huddling up in the corner, um, hanging out, taking a... Taking a a nap. Yeah, that's right. So. That's right. Um, and and did you get scared when Gimli started in on his poem? I got nervous actually when I was re- even when I was re- rereading this. I'm like Gimli, hmm. what? It's quiet, man. Hey, Gandalf doesn't want to shed Don't any summon light any here. kind of stuff. Why are you up talking this loud? You know, He's up like, talking Tolkien. He is. That's but, all I know. Um, yeah, you know I don't. He made me nervous. I, I, okay, I I didn't get that same sensation. Okay. I, there's, all right. Uh, yeah, maybe I I probably misread it. Like everything I do, as no, maybe you're feel fine. Self-conscious here. I, just I was like, if it's so quiet, why in the heck are you? Yeah. Well, here's here's why he does right because um, Sam says, you know, what a dark place. Um, you know, why don't they live in such? Why do, why do they live in such a dark, dreary hole? And Gimli says they're not holes. You know, don't compare it to a little hobbit hole, all right? This is a great realm, and it was full of light and splendor. Right. You know, as it's remembered in our songs. So I was kind of, I was sort of swept away into this tale. I was like, yeah, I yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. blown away by, uh, it is, mean, it's one of those times where, like, where, where someone is, where they need a song or they need something or a chant or yeah. a story told. Sure. Uh, uplifts them a little bit, you know? Yeah. And it is a good moment for the dwarves. And it gives us some, um, uh, some history and also kind of leads into what we're talking about next the riches of Moria man can we read this can sure. we read this the world was young the mountains green no stain yet on the moon was seen no words were laid on a stream or stone when Durin woke and walked alone he, I bet Tom woke him up he <laughs> named ooh, he named the nameless hills and dells he drank from yet untasted wells he stooped and looked in Miromir and saw a crown of stars appear as gems upon a silver thread above the shadow of his head yeah, uh, the world was fair, the mountains tall, and in elder days before the fall of mighty kings of Nargoth, yeah. Nargothrun, yeah. Uh, and Gondolin, uh, who now beyond the western seas have passed away, the world was fair in Durin's day. A king he was on carven stone in many pillared halls of stone. Oh gosh, a king he was on carven throne in many pillared halls of stone with golden roof and silver floor and runes of power upon the door the light of sun and star of moon in shining lamps of crystal hewn undimmed by cloud or shade of night they're shown forever fair and bright um their hammer was on the anvil smote their chisel clove uh the graver wrote their forged uh their forge was blade and and bound was hilt um the delver mined and the mason built the barrel the pearl the 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 opal pale and metal wrought like fish's mail. Uh, bucklers, corsets, axes, and swords, and shining spears were laid in hoard. Unwearied then were Durin's folk beneath the mountain 
um, unwearied, sorry, unwearied then were Durin's folk, beneath the mountains music woke, the harpers harp, the minstrels sang, and at the gates the trumpets rang. Yeah. The world is gray, the mountains old, uh, the forge's fires, the forge's fire is ashen cold, no harp is rung or hammer falls, the darkness dwells in Durin's halls, the shadow lies upon the tomb of Moria in Khazad-dûm, uh, but still the sunken star, still the sunken stars appear in dark and windless uh, Miramir. There lies his crown in water deep till Durin wakes again from sleep. Uh, yeah, it's Pretty it's cool. interesting. Yeah, it does it does harken back to the to the days of the Greater things that times. they built, right? Right. But then um, also how it's fallen. Yeah, you yeah. Know, the, how, how it's yep. Its glory is no more. And we get led into this. Um, you know, are there a bunch of jewels here? Uh, Sam was asking. You know, what kind of riches did they have? And talks about how orcas. Oh, oh, wow, orcas. Yeah, the 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 um the flower, yeah the whales you know the, the, oh, the orcas orcas <laughs> how yeah. orcs had plundered it uh, long ago you know but the how the real rich was in wow how the real riches we can't talk to you no know, have a hard time how the riches of uh, Moria were in this Moria silver true silver yeah. which the elves called Mithril Mithril yeah yeah learn how yeah. it's ten times the worth of gold. Dude, can you imagine for a second that they're describing this this myth, yes. right? And who and, is and, and Frodo yeah. sitting there like, holy yeah. smokes! And then I Gandalf, mean, yeah, Gandalf reveals this, which is this is cool because this is in the appendices or, or the additional uh, scenes in the extended edition. Yeah, you know, and Gandalf says, "I never told Bilbo." You know, he was given this this Mithril shirt from Thorin. Gimli's like, "That was a kingly gift." Wow. And Gandalf says, "I never told Bilbo." Yeah. But the worth of that shirt is more than the Shire. And everything in it. Yeah. And how cool is it too as a symbol? I've always since since I've heard this, I, I've always thought Frodo is literally carrying the worth of his home on his back. Yeah. Like it's it's a symbol, obviously, and it's it's a you know um, uh, a value of of money. But it's like it's interesting that something as valuable as his home he's wearing. Yeah. And yep. will protect him while he's trying to protect his home. Yep. Crazy. <laughs> onions man it's, so many layers yeah. uh yeah, yeah. so but, but then he also says this makes him think of the shire right mm-hmm. he says i wish it was back home wish i didn't know about moria mithril or the yeah, ring for sure yeah the good old days yeah so yeah. um now so they do vi- finally get a little bit of rest here uh, uh respite and when they wake up um Gandalf talks about how how you would know um, he, he talks about this dim light that could be seen that they actually had like windows. Yeah. Great windows on the so side cool. of the mountain. Like that skylights, is, man. Dude, that's so, that is so freaking cool. Isn't it trippy? Yeah. 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 Um, so, so, you know, that, that, that was, that's pretty neat. Uh, Frodo set up, good morning, said Gandalf. For morning it is again at last. Um, I was right, you see. We are high up on the crest, on the, uh, we're high up on the east side of Moria. Uh, before today is over, uh, we ought to find the great gates. And so I think actually you said this was um, who does the illustrations for for this book that I'm reading? Is it Alan? It's uh, Alan Lee. Alan Lee, the master. Yeah, and just some awesome, cool like you know, that shaft images, of light. the shaft mm-hmm. of light coming through type mm-hmm. of thing. So, yeah. Um, also interesting here too that that uh, there was no there were no sounds, right? Mm. Even the imagined echo of a footfall disappeared. Hmm. So hey, maybe even more evidence, obviously that. Um, someone who is following them is is following them he's not having to move since they're not moving yeah um yeah, yeah. 
So I, 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 here we go. So Gandalf's ready to get it, kind of get him started. Uh, we're tired, but we shall rest better when we are outside. Mm-hmm. I think that none of us will wish to spend another night in Moria. Yeah. And so I think they're going to try to get out of here in a day, yeah. right? Yep, trying to get um, out. Yep. So let's see here. Uh, let's go towards that light uh, in the north door. Yep. If we could find a window, it would help. But I fear that the light comes only um, down deep shafts. So they move on, and this is where we get into Balin's tomb. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Okay. Um, so they talk about just following his lead, the company passed under the northern arch. Um, they see this large square chamber, dimly lit, but to their eyes, after so long a time in the dark, it seemed dazzlingly bright, and they blinked as they entered. Um, you know, it's dusty. They're walking on something, even though they don't know what. Uh, it's kind of weird footing. Yeah. Uh, they see a small square patch of blue sky. Um, upwards through one of these shafts. Uh, the light of the shaft fell directly on a table in the middle of the room, a single oblong block about two feet high, upon which was laid a great slab of white stone. And Frodo says, you know, it looks like a tomb. And right. it yep. is a tomb. It is. We've got um, some, some dwarven runes there, deeply yeah. graven, and Gandalf uh, translate them, translates them for us. Yeah. These... Gandalf, go ahead. Oh. Uh, After Gandalf. Uh, good. Glad to know that. Um, th- these are Darren's runes, uh, such as were used of old in Moria, said Gandalf. Here is written um, in the tongues of men and dwarves, Balin, son of Fundin, uh, lord of Moria. He is dead then, said Frodo. I feared it was so. Gimli cast his hood over his face. Yeah. So more of kind of um, interesting, the difference there between the, in the film, right? It's Gimli who sees it, runs towards it, and then just starts bawling. And it's almost like it's this, in the book, it's more like Gimli kind of knew. He kind of had this suspicion mm-hmm. along with everyone else that, that Balin wasn't, you know, yeah, uh, wasn't still alive. Well, and and it's almost like this reserved mourning, right? He puts his hood up and you're he's right. like... Actually, in the book okay. they do a bit, because even you have the uh, the council where it's actually mentioned, we haven't heard, Gloin says, we haven't, we haven't heard from him in a long time. Right. And that we had messages, right. but then we didn't. Right. You know, so... Not yeah. good. So kind of anticipated that probably uh, yeah. yeah, Moria fell. So now we know for sure. And that's where we're left hanging. Yeah. What will happen to our fellowship? Yeah, uh, really. Really, uh, yeah. I don't know, dude. So the next chapter um, yeah, is uh, the Bridge of Casa Doom. That's right. Which is... Uh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, yeah, if you guys have thoughts on the chapter, um, let us know. It, it was a, it was a decent-sized chapter, and there might have been some some good little nuggets in it that we There's missed. stuff that we met, yeah. So, we uh, just couldn't cover, really, because yeah. we'd be here four hours. I loved that chapter. I yeah. loved it. And I love those ones that parallel the movie enough, but also give you enough but nuggets. Me, I, I'm surprised at how, how much we got through, you know, like, like yeah. in, in terms of like our journey in yeah. one chapter. Yeah. You know, it really took us it, quite a, a ways. You're right. Maybe the farthest yet. Yeah, it's maybe a not decent, in pure distance, but yeah. just in in. I guess we we went from a, through a, from Holland, right? You know, and we're well up into you know Moria, right? So, almost almost out, almost out. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I, I agree. It feels like it feels like one of the most diverse chapters we've had so far, and our fellowships all together. We've got this dynamic yeah. of all these characters. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's our first. Really, it's our first chapter we've had a huge development with Gandalf. Gandalf has, we've seen his power kind of come to the, all, all we've heard, you know, we've obviously experienced it in The Hobbit, but all we've heard is these stories about Gandalf. And so far he's, you know, this guy who does fireworks and we hear yeah. stories of him being this great, um, you know, hero, but we haven't really seen it yet with sure. our own eyes. Yeah. And now on top of that hill, we get a glimpse of it. And then him, yeah. him bravely 
going into this dark and only path left and leading us and doing it and doing it the right way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's epic, man. It epic. is it is pretty neat. Got to be one of your favorite characters or one of your favorite chapters for that well, reason. Yeah, right? I, I like it a lot because you do get his leadership and things, uh, you know, and, and him kind of pressing to the front yeah. uh, and, and taking this bigger leadership role before yeah. um, the bridge of Casa Doom. So. Yeah. Big deal, and it's and it is kind of we're building. You can tell it's we're building towards something. Get some scary moments here and there, but uh, the, we're in the dark now, yeah, yeah. and we've been warned about this. Mm-hmm. Aragorn, you know, warns Gandalf, mm-hmm. and you can clearly see he's out in front. He's the one, mm-hmm. you know, doing what he needs to do. This is his great trial, yeah, coming up. So it's uh, it's crazy. It's also it is just to me like I mean honestly I meant what I said when I when I talked about when they walked into that great open vast hall. It's scary. I don't know what's mm-hmm. in the corner. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's like true. things coming out from the sides or true. if there's, I, I don't, I don't know. I can't see. So I guess one so. of the, one of the things we, we um, skipped over too was after Pippin, when he was on watch, he kept, he kept, he had this phantom feeling like someone, something was going to climb up that well yeah. and come get him. So would you <laughs> rather be in that position mm-hmm. or in that great realm of Dwello, Dwero Delph, Dwero Delph? Yeah. With the possibility of a, a big space where anything could be just around the corner. What would you rather be? Dang, that's crazy to think about. Because I, I think I'd rather be in the big space, off in a corner, quiet. Because I have a fear of that too, like like something just creeping up out of nowhere. Like there's well, a hole a, there, you know? Well, here's the thing. I guess if you're in a tight space like that, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of afraid of that. Confrontation's that coming. Because right. where can I go to? You can't. You know, I can't. Uh, I can't outrun them. I'm a, I can go back down a narrow passageway. The door is closed behind. That's you. also what makes me nervous sometimes when they get in those narrow yeah. uh, mm-hmm. passageways and things. And because you, you could bump right into somebody, an orc band, you bump yeah, right into it or yeah. uh, something worse. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you you could be kind of uh, pressed in on both sides. Yeah. You know, for example. So, which yeah. Okay. Wow. All right, uh, friends. Well, we, um, mm. we we made it through. I don't know if we how we're doing on time, but uh, we'll we'll be okay. Uh, we are into the. Let's get into the Bywater Post. Let's do it. We had a little nugget earlier in the That's episode, right. That's right. Uh, and I think it's time to kind of go hear the rest of Gollum's story. Gollum yeah, Siegel. yeah. So uh, here we go. You know, this is this is. Um, should we say who it's from first, or should we just read the story? Yeah. Yeah. Let's read. Oh, you will tell you who it's from it huh? here at the end. Um, <laughs> how Middle Earth. The, so the title of this is How Middle Earth Has Affected Me. Like many people my age and generation, I discovered Lord of the Rings from the Peter Jackson films. Um, I had never read the books, and all I remembered at first were the trailers um, of some you know hermit-like old guy asking Elijah Wood, <laughs> "Is it secret? Is it safe?" Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Actually, yeah, it is. Uh, I was bewildered by this and not sure. Uh, if this was a horror movie or not. Uh, months later, my mother, cousin, and I went to go see Fellowship of the Ring at Great Lakes Crossing uh, in um, Auburn Hills, Michigan. I found it pretty funny that my cousin had to use the restroom, and by the time he got uh, into the theater, he couldn't find us. <laughs> so he had to sit Talk alone. about a journey in the dark. Wow. He had to sit alone <laughs> with strangers. Because those were the days, man, where you couldn't oh, you, reserve your seat. And and no one really had cell phones either. Right, like right. that you could just shine to and see you where you're going. And you could try to maybe put your jacket there for somebody, but it's, yeah, it's up in the air, man. Yeah. If somebody really pushy comes through, I'm like, sorry, man. Seat's that gone. Kind of a jerk. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, my Hufflepuff, my Hufflepuff <laughs> nature just kind of gave in. Um, I don't know what that means. Sorry. It's for all the people from Switchflick. Potterheads? Yeah, Potterheads. Okay. <laughs> So anyways, um, he says, but, uh, you know, so he sat alone with strangers for three long 
hours. Um, I must admit that the first movie was a little boring for me, uh, but I also wanted to know what happened next. Mm -hmm. Surely this movie wasn't all about walking in the woods. Uh, I tried to read Fellowship of the Ring, but just couldn't get into it. I went back, um, you know, uh, see, I went back each of the two years to see, um, you know, The Two Towers and Return of the King and loved it. Um, This may be my introduction to the world of Middle Earth, but what grabbed me, um, what grabbed me was as a junior in high school. Hmm. Okay, so here here we're going to get into a little uh, little story instead of a story here. Um, My buddy from high school, Brian um, Solomon. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Um, would co- would constantly uh, be doing voices th- at the beginning and end of class. Wow. I kind of have a buddy who was like that as well. Um, hmm. Always doing voices. Hmm. You know, sitting right across from me now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, always. Those are the voices in my head, though. That's right. But yeah. uh, so he, he would do he would do golems or, or Smeagol. Um and I also wanted That's to, you cool. know, to, to do it as well. Yeah. Um, I've dabbled with voice uh, impressions and and, uh, and and doing my own voiceover, you know, character shows on my laptop prior wow, to this. That's so cool. That is pretty neat. Uh, it was him and the character of Smeagol that really got me into pursuing it seriously. Uh, for the rest of that semester, I began working on the voice of Smeagol, and over the course of three years, uh, I feel that I I feel that I have uh, perfected it. And I would say, as we heard earlier, yes, pretty spot on, <laughs> absolutely. Dude. Andy Serkis might be calling you for tips. Yeah, for real. Uh, so this experience um, of diligent voice impress- uh, impressions um, di- discipline has helped me with other character voices hmm. uh, that I create and hone. It has been so beneficial to me that I was able. That I was uh, uh, that has allowed me to be cast in an independent video that is game. So cool, man! That's epic. It's like Mark Hamill. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. God, wow, that'd be so awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So you want to read the rest of this here? Sure. Uh, we got to know what video game that is, by the way. Yeah, we yeah. gotta we gotta know. Um, the other side of this is that in real life, I am a professional counselor and love doing what I do. My favorite and most powerful moment in counseling so far has a Lord of the Rings connection to it. When working at a homeless shelter in Dallas, Texas, I would see people from varied backgrounds. One person I had the pleasure of working with was a 20-something and felt shunned by his family. He was always working on a comic book he wanted to publish or just to create for his own satisfaction. Suffice it to say, he loved speaking in word pictures. He had painted his own words with lands- with uh, his, his words this landscape of a house in a rural desolate area Hmm. with Mount Doom in the distance. He loved talking about Lord of the Rings and other high fantasy stories. He at one point said, I can't do this anymore. I can't carry what I am carrying anymore. It's too much. Looking at this tear, uh, looking at this tear filled at his tear filled eyes uh, with, with, um, sorry, I can't, I'm having trouble reading. Mm -hmm. Looking at his tear filled eyes. I said to him, you are uh, Frodo and I can be your Sam. Wow. I may not be able to carry it for you, but I can carry you. He looked up at me with a smile and tears streaming down his face and said, you get me. That was the day of breakthrough for him. And within a month or two, we were able to end counseling and he was able to move out of the homeless shelter, hmm. work at a hospital and get his own place. Wow. Wow. So uh, as, as a little um, sidebar here too, that's, that's the power of storytelling, right? Yeah. That's yeah. what it can do for people. A shared experience, a shared story, where you may not have anything else in common, can lead to a breakthrough for people. Yeah, this is amazing. Yep, guys, this still gives me goosebumps. I think we're feeling them too right now, mm-hmm. too. Um, when I think about it or write about it, as a counselor, that is how I picture myself. 
I picture myself as Sam going with a bunch of different Frodo's on a journey to their own Mount Doom to help them let go, get rid of, destroy whatever it is that is burdening them. Hmm. Wow. This is my first for real, for real official (laughs) read through. And I got to say, I love it. I started about a year and a half ago, and this has really encouraged me to keep up with the chapters. I read about a quarter to a half a chapter each night before bed. I am so glad uh, that my dear friend Rachel McCulley told me about this podcast. So cool. We haven't wow. heard of a friend a friend connection yeah, like that that's yet. Cool. That is sweet. That's awesome. Um, so thank you, Rachel. Uh, I am enjoying the fellowship that Ez and Lane put together. I am sorry for the length of this. Keep on keeping on. Remember, this is some good there is some good in this world, and it's worth fighting for. Yeah, in fellowship, I'm Chase McKinney, and Chase. I mean, so that was Chase, guys. Yeah, that uh, was and, Chase. And, and Chase has been real active in in, in the group uh, and, and things. And just here's the thing. I mean, this makes sense because everything yeah. I've seen, you know, you you kind of get a, a a vibe or a feel, a sense from how people write in the group and what they say and stuff. And and uh, it's always positive. Yeah. You know, and the fact that he's a counselor and he's a Sam. Yeah. He's a Sam. He's yeah. someone yeah. who picks people up, you know, and helps them, you know, along life's journey. Uh, that's, that's epic. And that analogy too, because I would imagine uh, counseling is, is a little bit like teaching, mm-hmm. uh, especially probably, probably, uh, especially, you know, um, our role within a school as, as yeah. intervention specialists is there's a lot of social, there's a lot of emotional, um, like instruction and also just conversation that happens. Yeah. And how cool of him to develop this um, imagery, this visual, this symbol. Yeah. Because jobs like that, I mean, a, a lot of jobs can, I, I argue most jobs, or if not all jobs, can can feel so burdensome, can just carry on and drag on. Yeah. And you start into something in a line of work with a lot of passion. And as the years drag on, you become, you know, like everything else in this life, it seems like unless you fight against it, hardened and maybe distant yeah. and more disillusioned. But to tie it to a story he loves so much and a character he loves so much in order to keep it at the front of his mind as a, a noble quest and journey yeah. that is a responsibility for yep. good that is worth fighting for, that, that, only, that only makes him a stronger counselor. That only helps the people he counsels. And honestly, like, like as I was saying, we felt it within, within our group. And I'm sure all of you guys that have interacted with with Jason and all of you are so good at this I mean, of, of yeah. you know, in, in injecting positivity and, and, you know, encouraging us, um, along this, this journey, this fellowship. I mean, th- this story was amazing. Just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It really was. And, and it's, it's kind of like, you know, the idea that you can find something, um, you know, to connect with somebody, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Whether it, whether it is Lord of the Rings or, or whatever, it's yeah. just like the, there's what's neat that is that internally, this is something that, you know, he kind of views himself in this regard of like Sam mm-hmm. helping people do different things or whatever. I do that sometimes. I know you've done this in your life where you're you the what would Aragorn? Yeah, yep. what would Aragorn? Do? Sounds like a joke, but it's 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 serious. Yeah, it yeah, is. It's, it's real. A, one of your favorite yeah. characters that drives yep. you, yep. you know, motivates you to do better and to do good in uh, the world around you. Yeah, yep. you know, and so and that's how that's how a story can become real. Yeah. All right, and that's how a story. Hundred percent. Yeah, and that, and I guess really, I mean, I, as an author, your 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 goal in creating a story is that it would help that story become real in a way. Mm-hmm. All right, that that story would live, and, and this is how it lives. Yeah. In those connections to those characters, and that in that remembering, okay, what 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 would Sam do? Yeah. What would Aragorn do? Uh-huh. What would Gandalf do? Right, and then to base your decisions around the nobility and the the goodness of that character. Yeah. 
Dang, that's dude. why we do it, man. That's, I love, that's, that's it. That's it exactly it's, why. It's really cool. So yeah. Uh, but hey, Chase, uh, honestly, yeah, thanks a thank lot, you, Chase. That's really cool. And and what a great Beautiful. impression. Yeah. It, Let us know that video game, by the way. Yeah. That you're yeah. involved in because that that is really really cool. That's yeah. um, yeah, amazing. Yeah, really neat. Yeah, he so, did a great job. Um, and could you can you be a voice voiceover uh, um body double because he could like double for Andy Circus man <laughs> he totally good ever came down with a cold to be like hey call in Chase <laughs> yeah we need hey, some columns my real question is can he do a Snoke impression <gasps> since he can do a Smeagol <laughs> or Caesar sorry, sorry Chase. yeah that too Whoa. yeah yeah that would be neat yeah gosh wow. that's cool all right so anyways anywho yeah. um now I want to mention just another quick plug for the um by water post mm-hmm. I've got we are stacked the the cool piece here we Lane and I had debated you know back in the day how we were going to do by water post or whatever um as they come in I've got a spreadsheet and I'm just kind of like mm-hmm. taking them off I jumped ahead to do to work on Chase today just because he had sent us the the audio clip mm-hmm. and stuff and kind of stood out uh and we wanted to uh to get there but if you've sent those to the to the email they are on the list so they are I've got them all laid out for episodes to yep. come so yep. sometimes we'll do one an episode sometimes we'll do one uh or two at max we'll do three you and know, I think you know this is kind of a good a good rhythm we found and you yeah. you found a good formula for for making it happen and and people have responded and sent their stories um to one place that we can keep track of and go through systematically and I think we kind of hoped at one point like people would call in and use that voicemail thing but maybe maybe it's it's um I don't know maybe it's more appropriate that that they send their words in and then and then yeah. we read it and maybe that's better for you guys too like yeah. I I think I was thinking about myself I'm like would I want to call in and share my own story some people some people do and will. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable doing that, honestly. Like, yeah. I'm, uh, you know, if I was, I, I, you know, show um, other podcasts that I listen to, I don't really necessarily interact with so much because I just, I just like, just like listening. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I would call in and, and share my story that way. So maybe this is what's what's best for for everyone. And if people want to send in their their audio story of them saying it. Yeah. We would love to play it. We will. We will play it. Yeah. Right. We will. Yeah. And, and I think instead of just because at one time we had talked about like standalone episodes that were bywater posts yep. and i don't know I, I i i liked that idea at first but well, i don't anymore and i think it was my idea so that's probably why <laughs> no no no, um, no. It, well to me it's like it's like this nice uh you have to be a it's little a, it's a segment of the of, a, of our podcast of our book club yeah, it, yeah it's it's one that we look forward to i know you look forward to it and I, it. I i you know i do i do as well and to know that our our email box is just loaded full of these note under man it is amazing and i honestly sometimes will read a few of them as and we, we catch a couple on facebook and just mm-hmm. i kind of send myself an email and put them um you know in in order there but uh it's just it takes a lot i think sometimes to share these stories deeply personal yeah yeah it does there's a lot of bravery and and, and it actually connects a lot of us in um in 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 different ways yeah you know so it's you know i I think we had somebody you know last week who um you know well we had multiple weeks where people are kind of like i'm not sure if this is appropriate for the podcast or whatnot but you know i kind of want to share and those are sometimes the ones that like someone else is going to connect to that story if you want to share it it's appropriate yeah right that's the only thing that that uh you know, we're, we're, we want to limit is if, if you don't want us to share it, we're not going to, if you want to share it, it will be shared. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just, just good stuff. We'll, uh, absolutely. We've got, um, Aaron next week. Um, we're going to, we're going to read Aaron's, um, it's quite a long one. We'll pair that with a smaller one, Yeah. you know, um, and, uh, and there's no length on these guys. So send us your story. You know, we we, we love it. So, all right, let's, uh, dive into strawberries. Strawberries with cream, boy. 
goodness. Okay, so um, we get to see Moria in a shadow of its former majesty. If you could visit one realm or city as in its prime, where would you go and why? Hmm. <laughs> I always type a little something too that's just for as. Inside joke, yeah. And um, it's just kind of. The doc is ridiculous. See if I can make him laugh. Yeah. It works like 50% of the time. Yeah. <sighs> So, you know, I'm thinking about so, okay. there are a lot of ruins in Middle Earth. Yeah. So so if you could see one of those places in, in its prime, and I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Really? I know yours. What is it? No, I want you to say it first. Then I'll be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, because then you're going to just say. Like, well, right, you go. have this fascination with Gondolin. How the heck, man? See, bingo. No. Daddy, daddy, no. Daddy, you know no. daddy, no. Daddy, 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 daddy. How did you know foot. that? I just knew. I guess that's our talking around the fire stuff I always talk about. Well, I mean, don't discredit my... Knowledge You're, okay, there. Yeah. No, that's friendship. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. we, we talk around the fire, and it's yeah. And I often do I pay attention to the details. That's bring up those stories. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Gondolin would be neat uh, to see. Yeah. And I actually kind of thought perhaps it. I thought that might be something we would see if we if we did the yeah, the show. Right. You know, I kind of thought they might go. Well, as we far we, back. I guess we don't know as we yeah, really don't. We don't know, know. what's going to be about. So. so. Um, but we got some, some time to speculate on that. I mean, I'm interested to hear on. yours because I have no idea. What you know what? I'm, uh, I'm going uh, <laughs> to throw it out there. I wrote this and didn't even think about it. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought um, so uh, you thought I was going to say something funny there. Uh, yeah. um, you know what? Honestly, um, I think the ruins I'm most fascinated with, and maybe it's just because it's the tie to Strider and Aragorn, is the Watchtower of Amonsul. And I think it would be really cool because we don't really see anything like that. Yeah, okay. In the Third Age, it's all all of our watchtowers, quote-unquote, are all places that are part of a city. It's ingrained to the function of the city, and it's really honestly to protect that city. Yeah, okay. There's no like outposts where it's like, hey, this is just a watchtower, but it also looks really cool, and there's some guys that live here. And it's to protect a wider realm. Yeah. And so I would have liked to have seen that. Uh, you know, um, maybe another place too. You're right. That's cool, actually. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. To see what it would have looked like in its glory. You know, how, how did the, uh, you know, the watchers in that tower. Um, I mean, I guess there, there's a Palantir there, wasn't there? Was there? God, people are going to hate us because I can't remember exactly. I think for some reason, that they're, look it up for me real quick. I'm going to babble some more. Sure. I think there was a Palantir there. Anyway, um, like, what would it have looked like? You know, um, the banner of Gondor flying from the top. I don't know. I don't know. Just, just interesting. Was there a wall that went along with it? Was there a, uh, a you know, a structure down at the base of the of the hilltop? I don't yeah. know. I, I wonder about well, that. Well, it's neat to. Um, there's to, another place too, though. Okay. That I thought would be kind of cool is the island of Numenor. Oh yeah, that would sure. be awesome. I mean, like the whole thing of how it's you know destroyed, kind of like Atlantis. You know, what what would that have been like? It's in the shape of a star. Yeah. You know, yeah. was there a great wall around it? Was, uh, what did the castles look like? Um, what was their architecture? You know, all these it, people, you know, how all these, these artists have all these renderings of what architecture of different cultures looked like, you know, like what, you know, uh, you know, men have a certain type of, um, especially when you look at Minas Tirith and, um, uh, Minas Morgul, uh, you know, like a certain, um, style, what would that have what would that ancient style have been on Numenor? Like how much of that did they bring with them? Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I know so, that anyway, I know that the, that they, that they, the stones, the seeing zones. Yes. I, what I did know beforehand, I wasn't sure about the, the watchtower, but that they were 
used in the northern and the southern kingdom sure. to kind of communicate. We had yeah, mentioned that. cell phones. Yeah, uh, before. Skype. You know, some of them get lost, actually, though. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really see anything. Okay, that was... No, no, no. You could be right, man. Well, I don't know. I, I, we'd have to, I, there's a lot to kind of read, though. It's it doesn't just, really matter. I just don't want people to get upset if I didn't remember correctly. We, we tried. We, we tried. We I'm a hobbit. I'm just a little hobbit. We gave our best. So. Well, that was pretty cool. So, Gondolin, Numenor, and especially Amon Sul. Yeah. Those would be cool places to see, man. Yep. Very cool. Maybe Time we will. Maybe day. someday. Yep. You know, when, uh, when Morgoth returns and we got to fight him. He's coming back, guys. <laughs> He's coming back. He's coming back. You think that's he a is. joke? It's not. It's not a joke. He's coming. But we'll be ready for him. All right. Wait, Morgoth or Melkor? Which one? They're the same. Yeah, I knew that. Okay. <laughs> How about we share the load? Love shall share we? the load. Shall we? Um, so, yeah, okay. We always do our, our, uh, our Patreon series. I actually uploaded uh, two of them here for, for you guys in July. So, we've got, uh, um, you know, one where it's just complete random uh lane is possessed by various voices and things and it's all about a toaster I like the term um, possessed you should you should inspired care. yeah whatever okay. something okay. uh you should check that one out a lot of fun uh thanks to swish and flick for for sharing that on your guys's group. oh yeah yeah, yeah. we really appreciate it yeah. so uh sorry we, you lost a few uh members of your book club because of it yeah but, we, <laughs> uh, that's the risk you run uh, it's comedy funny. So. it's funny because sarah you know is also struggles with uh you know the inner voices and Possession. stuff yeah. up there too so but uh, anyways, we have some fun stuff on there. Uh, this month, actually, I think the second to last week in July. Um, so that will be uh, basically the week that you guys hear this, that, that coming week mm-hmm. after that Sunday. Um, we are going to sit down together, and we're going to start with uh, Baron and Luthien. We're going to go right. over it, and we'll probably try to release that by that Friday. Yeah. So um, by that, the end of the third week of July. Yeah. So Hobbit's Guide is coming yeah. very, very soon. Hobbit's yeah. Guide, get that going, because we got to get ready for the, the fall of Gondolin. That's right. Things. Coming so. out at the end of August. Yeah. Um, something else. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. No, the only other thing in there is just t-shirts and stuff. I want people to hop into yeah. the, to that other tier. If you guys yeah. want a t-shirt and some neat stuff we've got, we've got coming out. I remember um, what I was going to say. Um, uh, we will, I promise we will get back to, I don't want people to think that we just, something we started and we're never going to finish. We are going to get back to a journey through middle earth. Yeah. The travel pod. Um, there are currently two episodes up that uh, detail kind of uh, the journeys I've been fortunate enough to have in New Zealand. Um, it's just honestly, guys, we've been so busy with yeah. going to a once a week format, um, trying to get some other kind of appendices uh, materials up, and then also um, starting this this histories too. Um, and we've actually we thought we were gonna have all this time this summer. We've been busier. Oh man, it's and unreal. We haven't really had a time no. to sit and, I think, and get a bunch of stuff recorded at one time. It's all been like a day here, a day there, three days in a row. So anyway, we, I have it all laid out for chapter three. Actually, I put all the pictures in the photo album way back in. Oh, cool. We'll, like, bring, we'll link it April. Again. Yeah, but um, we're gonna we're gonna pick that back up and get rolling through that. There are there are nine chapters that we need to get through, and and we're gonna do it. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Fun. Um, I think that week I want to kill over here and just camp out. So we can get a bunch, I got a of, tent. bunch of stuff done. So tell you want to sleep outside? Tell, tell Goldberry. I'm sorry. She'll be cool with that. I'll be Winnie here. will love it too. Yeah. Uh, okay. I guess it's time for Weekly Well Wishes, formerly Fortnite Farewells. Uh, we want to thank you for stepping off the road with us. Our next episode, we'll be digging deep into chapter V mm-hmm. or five yep. of book two, The Bridge of Casa Doom. That's right. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, uh, leave a comment, or send us a shadow fax. We'll see you in a Hobbit fortnight, or as it's also known, a week 
And remember, Frodo lives. I just came up with that. Yeah, you're. It's a halfling. A week is a half of a oh fortnight. Oh my gosh, that's genius. Hobbit Fortnite. That's what we're doing now. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.